0: Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags.
1: Recorded live. Good evening, everyone. This is Thursday, July 16, 2015. And welcome to the third edition of the second installment of WW Radio's NWO Wolfpack. I am Mr. NWOU I Mr. W C W U S I should say, Chad Henshaw. Uh see we have our friend of WCWUS, Revolution and NWO Wolfpack on uh so far this evening. It is J D. D. Geronimo. J J D welcome to the uh third Thursday edition of NWO Wolfpack.
2: Thank you, Chad. I have some breaking news as we start the show tonight. I think a lot of people are going to be shocked to hear this news, however, but I just found this news out just moments ago.
1: Go ahead and lay, lay it on for man while we wait for the rest of the panel, too tough to handle, go ahead and lay it on us.
2: All right. According to reports, William Regal has announced that international superstar, former WCW wrestler, Jushin Thunder Liger will be appearing at the NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn the night before SummerSlam. We do not know yet who his match will be against, but talk about a very shocking development story here in more ways than one. This is one of our big stories of the day, but this story just broke in a few minutes ago.
1: Absolutely. Uh, i tell you what, very uh, well-known superstar, uh, pretty much performed, uh, of course, internationally all over the place. Of course, Mexico, Japan um of course made. i'm sure you think he made some stops uh not- correct me if i'm wrong and um e c w as well of course w c w uh some very memorable, memorable matches uh he's been pretty much every, everywhere and, and of course now we see him uh coming into uh coming into uh the a the uh, of course the n x t um into their into their backyard and uh seeing you know uh you know, showing them, you know, what true heart, true spirit, true determination and true athleticism is all about. So uh absolutely and of course for you to just now heard J D just broke in this story that international superstar Jushin Thunder Liger will be appearing at the at NXT Takeover and you say this was before SummerSlam, is that correct? Yes,
2: the night before SummerSlam in Brooklyn. Correct, yes. When we announced it earlier today, and it is now it is, is now, int- we don't know yet the story on who his match will be against, but this just came in a little a few minutes ago, right before we took to the air tonight. And, of course, the other big news, of course, from today, of course, many people have been hearing, but if they haven't heard, however, there is talk, of course, we've mentioned before, The Undertaker could be showing up at Battleground on Sunday, however, in St. Louis. There has been rumors now he might even be at Raw Monday night in Kansas City to set up a match between him and Brock Lesnar or a rematch of sorts at SummerSlam maybe next month or possibly maybe him and Sting at SummerSlam. We don't know yet.
1: Uh, so apparently if, you know, if we couldn't get it at WrestleMania, heck, we could get it at one of WWE's other big-time events. So, I mean, hey, you know what? S- something might be better than nothing. So that's uh, so that would be pretty interesting to see either way. I mean, mm-hmm. it could be a hit between, like you said, between a rematch of WrestleMania between him and Brock, or it could be between... MS Steam finally, like everyone's been talking about. I mean not exactly at the event that we've all been talking about, but you know, at least it's better than nothing, as as, as I as I just as I said. Uh one seven two four 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 seven four, four four four. Uh NWO Wolfpack on this evening and I have so whilst I'm still waiting the arrival of the remainder of the panel too tough to handle, I have J D. Jared D. Gerardo currently on me with this huge, huge Uh, Breaking story, Uh, of course, uh, as as you just mentioned, uh, Jushin Thunder Liger, a very well-known international superstar who's made his mark in Mexico and Japan and also, uh, I believe, like I said, ECW, WCW, uh, pretty much everywhere, every single place around around the world, pretty much, it seems like, will be making an appearance at NXT TakeOver uh, the night before uh, SummerSlam, I almost said WrestleMania again, mm. uh, SummerSlam in uh, Brooklyn, and of course, we'd no update on an opponent, as J.D. just mentioned, but regardless of who his opponent is, him just being on the show has got to be through the roof. I yeah, mean, it says Regal uh,
2: made the announcement tonight at the NXT TV tapings at Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida. It is not known what his role will be, but it says he will appear at the live special, but it's not confirmed or denied he would wrestle a match. But actually, here's his uh, background. He's made a pro career in Ring of Honor, CML, Pro Wrestling Syndicate. He recently appeared on Ring of Honor's TV show in a tape match against Dolan Castle. And of course, as you mentioned, he was never in ECW, unfortunately. I think you were thinking of maybe the great Suzuki or Takamajinoku, which... I just got finished watching a great six-man tag match from the very first Barely Legal show in '97, which was a great find on RFVideo.com. And I want to thank Rob Feinstein and his wonderful staff. They have great DVDs there, and if you're looking for great DVDs, past or present, that is one place you want to look at for some really exciting old-school DVDs. I have a lot of them from Super Crazy Sandman, Raven, Tommy Dreamer. The list goes on. And of course, like I said, Liger Fraud and WCW he had, of course, that memorable first match with Brian Pillman on the very first night. He, of course, fought Rey Mysterio the following year at Starkey 96. He had some great matches in his WCW career, and, of course, probably the all-time best I can remember seeing in his early career was that memorable match against Brian Pillman, our Super Brawl 2 back in 92. And, of course, he fought all the great, great cruiserweights when he was over here in the WCW, however, at times, like guys like uh, Ultimo Dragon, Malenko, Guerrero, Jericho uh Ray Jr., to Griff, Psychosis. I mean he's still one of my favorites of all time and it's gonna I mean, be so cool to see him actually in a WWE ring and hopefully he'll take on I mean I know Finn balor has got a match against uh uh coming up against Kevin Owens but maybe he'll take on uh some light heavyweight guy maybe in the, uh that is up and coming next year maybe some big name from the past in uh, WCW WWE that we'll see the takeover special. We don't know yet. I mean, the word's still being spreaded out, but this is a very, very exciting thing to hear, to say the least.
1: Certainly, and, of course, I'm not mistaken about about ECW, but, uh, of course, you know, we had a lot of the uh, uh, luchadors, actually. Uh, I think they did make uh, uh, several appearances in ECW. I think one of the most notable ones, obviously, was Ryan Mysterio. Uh, so... Uh, and like you mentioned several others as well, and that the uh, the mask thing I think kind of threw me off on that. Uh, yeah, but, but like you said, I mean, still some tremendous talent uh, that that performed uh, that performed on ECW and all that. I mean, it will be interesting to see Jushin Thunder Liger on, on 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 something like that. I mean, it could give a lot of the extreme superstars a pretty interesting. Uh, Pretty interesting and run for their money, in my personal opinion. Yes. Uh, 1-724-444-7444-NWO-Wolfpack on this evening. Uh, as uh, we uh, talk about this breaking news story provided to us by our friend of the Revolution and NWO Wolfpack, J.D. Jared D. Geronimo, As he has just uh, broken the news that international superstar Jushin Thunder Liger will make, his, will make an appearance at the NXT Takeover event the night before SummerSlam in Brooklyn, New York, and no confirmation yet on an opponent, but still, nonetheless, his appearance there <clears throat> will be absolutely shocking. And I see I have two members of the panel too tough to handle already joining me, and I have the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, joining me as well, joining us as well as Mister NWO, the man who without me go to sleep, and of course has a huge smile on his face because I know that this is his favorite show. Uh, GTS, Gerard T. Smith, Gerard and Michelle, welcome to, to welcome to the NWO Wolfpack Thursday edition. Third, third, third Thursday edition, I should say.
3: Hello. Hey,
4: yo. <laughs> I have a toothpick in my mouth, and I'm going to flick it at the phone.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: oh, yeah. Hey, the old Scott Hall move, man. the, through the tooth that never. I tell you what, uh, during their encounter on Raw uh, with the Ascension, and on Scott Hall doing that, man, has never lost touch throwing that toothpick at anybody. Never. No. Absolutely, absolutely never, no. Uh, Gerard, Michelle, I don't know if you had heard, but J.D. has, has broken, a, broken a news story, and I've actually also saw this on Twitter not too long ago as well. It was announced by NXT General Manager William Regal that international superstar Jushin Thunder Liger Will be making an appearance at the next NXT Takeover event the night before Summerslam in Brooklyn, New York. An opponent has not yet been named, but still, his appearance there nonetheless is a shock. Is going to be a shock to the system to all those NXT superstars. Uh, right. uh, Michelle, your your overall thoughts on the uh, the um, appearance wow. of Jushin Thunder Liger at this next at this next event? I mean, how how huge is this in your personal opinion?
3: Uh, well, I mean, it's pretty huge. Yeah. I mean, something I didn't hear about. J.D. reads some things that I don't see, um, which kudos to him because, you know, my internet's been down all day, so I have been, like, freaking having withdrawals, like, no tomorrow.
1: Oh, no. Um,
3: well, we had that storm the other night. I think it messed it up, so I don't know. Um, so I didn't get anything done today, so my apologies, but I will fix that, and you know me. Um but to it, to it is big news, great news. Um I'm curious to see who his opponent's gonna be. That's for sure. Just real quick and I'm gonna reflect on what JD said too. Uh I watched the uh rematch of Sasha Banks and Charlotte today. Because <clears throat> I missed it last night, just to say real quick. Um, those are some two badass girls right there, let me tell you. They put on one heck of a match. Yep. I saw I was like, super, I saw, super impressed.
2: Yeah, I watched it last night again, actually, right after I got there with you guys again. I saw it this morning, and you're right, Michelle, it was, I mean if it's not one of the matches of the year in NXT for the women's division, something wrong. am wrong, I mean, those two have such great chemistry with each other.
3: Yeah, I mean, not to get off topic, Chad, or nothing, but also to say that kudos to them, too, as well, at the end. They were both crying, you know, like, very emotional over the match and everything and hugging each other and all that. And I just thought that was pure, honest women's sportsmanship and, and their – with them like sure. you don't see that much sure you'll see a handshake every once in a while but that was amazing to see two competitors like that do what they did
1: certainly i i i most respect i mean of course both superstars moving up about at the same time here uh <clears throat> to, to the ranks and of course um of course to the biggest one of the biggest wrestling stories of the week i should say everyone i'm sure would agree with me of course on monday night raw with three NXT Divas uh, being brought up into the main Raw roster, um, of course, uh, kind of, kind of aligning themselves with each of the current Divas roster, and it was it made up for one heck of a um, kind of a, one heck of a huge battle. I mean, of course, we saw Charlotte and um, Becky Lynch, I believe it was, teaming up with Paige finally. Um, Of course, going against the Bellas and uh, Alicia Fox, but then of course on the uh, other side, uh, other side,
2: real quick, I just we just found out who the opponent will be.
1: Okay. Oh yes, and more breaking news concerning the appearance of Dushan Thunderliger at NXT Takeover, and who is his opponent, JD?
2: Tyler Breeze, Prince Pretty himself. Oh.
0: Oh
1: my goodness. I mean, Huge. this will
2: be very, very interesting to see these two uh, mix it up in the ring as William Regal just announced a few seconds ago.
1: Okay, so now now thanks, thanks to JD, uh, William Regal has officially announced that NXT superstar Tyler Breeze will be the one taking on international superstar Dushin Thunder Liger at the NXT TakeOver event the night before SummerSlam in Brooklyn. Um, so that'll be next month. So, hey, we're hey, about a month away. That's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh uh 724 444 7444 four, 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 nwo wolfpack on this evening as I have J.D. Jared D. Our, our our always friend of the Revolution and Wolfpack, as well as Mr. NWO-GTS Gerard T. Smith and the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds. Um, Let me oh ask Gerard
2: and Michelle something real quick, if I could, though, uh, And You talked about it just as we were coming on the air tonight, uh, and before they came on, I talked to you with about it. Uh, I'm going to ask Gerard and Michelle their take on the other breaking news I would mentioned about Sting possibly showing up Monday night on Raw and setting up a possible match with The Undertaker at SummerSlam. Do you think we're going to see it happen? Oh, it's going to happen.
3: It, it, there's no doubt it's going to happen. Yeah.
1: Uh, Gerard, your Gerard. thoughts on that, sir?
3: Uh... Yeah, it will happen. I don't know
4: <clears throat> if it's gonna happen at SummerSlam or whatever. They're both gonna be there so you're thinking they'd be going after each other, but like we heard other reports that maybe too late for them to, to do it and they're going different ways, so we'll have to see how it all pans out.
1: Yeah. yeah. Very interesting point of view there. Uh but hey, maybe
3: we'll see say, another return of the N W O
1: Oh, uh, wow. Hey, hey, as, as they say in the WWE, folks, anything can happen. So, I'll hear Gerardo uh, away
0: from Canada. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. But, uh, but of course, um, you know, like I was telling J.D. a few moments ago after he made this announcement that, you know, everyone has been wanting to see Sting vs. The Undertaker. Of course, they've been wanting to see it at WrestleMania. But you know what? It may not be exactly WrestleMania, but at least it's better than nothing. So so if it happens, you know it'd be a good, it would be good, a good, a good match to say the least. I'll definitely enjoy looking at it, and I'm sure a lot of well, I love them both. Oh yes, absolutely. I have. There's no doubt about it. I mean, Sting and The Undertaker, two big, two big influential superstars in the world of professional wrestling. Um, uh, They've had their fair share of titles. They had their fair share of. Feuds, encounters—I mean, you name it. I mean, I'm sure they've possibly done it. So, I mean,
3: and Steam looks can't... great in his outfit. It, okay, it is it still the
1: black and white? Um, yeah. Still the it is still the black and white one that he's okay. He's still sporting that. Little, okay. okay. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: Of course, of course, he hasn't made an appearance since the brawl after WrestleMania. Is that is, is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. Okay. Okay. So can't wait to see him again. I mean, maybe he's been probably getting himself prepped for another go. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I'm sure that probably takes some time after a huge event like against Triple H at WrestleMania, which, of course, that was one of the most huge biggest events I've ever seen in in, in decades. And obviously, uh, uh, you know, you add in the NW and DX making a, you know, a beeline for the, a beeline for like uh, either Sting or Triple H, and then of course at the end with Shawn Michaels super kicking Sting right in the face, giving Triple H the victory. Uh, still, nonetheless, it was a it was a one heck of a match. I mean, yes, yeah, that, that's a given right there. Um, also,
3: another thing, Chad. Yes. That, that I brought up that I know mm-hmm. was confirmed because a friend of mine told me today it's August twenty second, not twenty first, twenty second. The uh, uh, rematch of Valor and Owens.
1: August 22nd. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. August 22nd, then, uh, of course, is when uh, Finn Balor will defend his newly won, we should say, an NXT title against the former champion uh, KO Kevin Owens, which that's still, for the rematch, that will be awesome, too. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that, that's, a, yeah. that, that's a given in itself as well. Uh of course, uh, I would. I'm like I said, it'd be interesting for him to go into, uh, for Owens to go into this match. Uh, of course, after Sunday, if he's able to pull off the win against Cena for the U.S. title, which like we'll have to wait and see on that too. Which that's going to be an, an an excellent match, in, in 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 all respects. I mean, Kevin Owens has really shown that he can get he can be with the likes of some of your big time big time names here in WWE. Um, of course, I think also it was also evident with the triple threat match that came on on Raw involving him and uh, Cesaro and also uh, Rusev. Uh, that was uh, that was kind of a very epic encounter. Uh, so, you know, like I said, we'll just have to wait and see all what, what happens with, uh, with 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 uh, excuse me in the pay, in, with the pay per view. Uh, okay, folks, uh, I guess we can go on right ahead and we can move right into our. Our topic of discussion tonight, as, of course, as we advertised, uh, we've been uh, continuing our our look at, uh, rest, at our wrestler profile series, and I think so far we the first two have not been bad. Uh, Tuesday's Revolution, of course, we had a profile on the late Andre the Giant. And last night, on last night's Revolution, of course, thanks to the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, we had a very, very... Uh, very in pinpoint discussion about uh, the Beast Brock Lesnar. Uh, and, folks, I will also have to make a confession to you. I almost, um, and I'll explain in a minute, but I almost lost that, that episode. I thought the same thing was going to happen again that happened last month. But oh, this no. morning... No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But no, do not despair, because I actually had to reset, refresh... Because I keep my computer on all the time, 24/7, unless I have to shut it down due to like uh, weather issues or whatever. Uh, and sh- sure enough, I did refresh Talkshoes' uh, webpage, and sure enough, it stuck. So I have the episode. So don't no worries. The episode last night's revolution is intact. So I was listening to it. Some of it actually. Um, th- Today's I man, I actually still have it on there. i li- was listening to it not too long before we got on the air, so it's fine. It's no problem. It's intact. It's it's superb. So, but I just want to let everyone know that we almost did. I thought the same thing happened that happened the last time, and because uh, we've lost like two or three in the process, and um, of course, uh, I'm still trying to talk to. Was to, so trying to talk to talk to you on that, and all they were able to tell me is that, is that it, they did not re- read that I actually did an episode on that particular date, and, um, and so so we've lost some of them unfortunately for good. But I'm trying I, I was, I said, well, I said if we have to. You know, I, I hate I hate for that to happen, but unfortunately it did. So. Uh, so anyway, let's get right back uh, to the call at hand here, folks, Uh 444 7444 NWO Wolfpack on this evening with our special guest, a friend of WCWS Revolution and, and, and also NWO Wolfpack, J.D. Jared D. Uh, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and Mr. NWO, and I'm sure this is his favorite part, G.T.S., the man who will not make you go to sleep, Gerard T. Smith. Uh of course um as I mentioned too, I have to brag on Gerard again Gerard if you don't mind there but, partner. Uh he is uh, of course a the one one half of the world WCWS World Tag Team Champions the Brew crew along with his partner should I say the whole thing Gerard since he's not on or should I just say his name?
0: Oh, I'll just say his
4: name. I think okay. he's at a Foo Fight or fighter concert tonight. Yeah, oh,
1: Foo yeah. Fight. We'll <laughs> well, well, I'm, I'm sure he'll let us know about all that uh, when he returns. Uh, the JML experience, um, uh, but still, I mean, one of the, my personal opinion, one of the best wrestling impersonators impressionists I've ever heard. Of course, alongside you, Gerard, and of course, trying to prove that last night, I wasn't bad, but I mean, I could use a little bit of work. Uh, <laughs> And also, Gerard is the current WCWS European Champion, and also has an opportunity to win so many more belts um, at the trivia, at our trivia pay-per-view, uh, of course, known as Revolution. And speaking of the pay-per-view, before we dive right into the wrestler profile series tonight, I uh, just wanted to give us uh, a, a, a once again a congratulations out there to our own Rondo Rush, right, and J.D. Jared DiGirolamo, for qualifying for the new ECWS World Television Championship match at our next pay-per-view entitled Revolution Aftermath. And I know Rhonda and JD are going to have a very excellent encounter. Uh, I'm, still, I'm still thinking about either doing ten questions worth one point each or five questions worth two points each. I'm trying to make it a little bit interesting. So uh, I'll be thinking about that along, along the lines. Once Hopefully we can get the first Revolution pay-per-view out of the way. We get that second one going, so that way we can see we can we, we see you know who 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 knows their stuff and everybody knows their stuff. So that's this is going to be a tough one to call, in my personal opinion. Uh, but we're all we're all equal we're all equally as good. Uh, and speaking of Rhonda, I think Michelle she said something as a possibility she may not be able to make it. Is that correct?
0: She was going to she was going to try she had to go back to work last trying you get be her work schedule.
1: Okay, you were breaking up a little bit. I didn't quite understand it all. I'm sorry.
3: She went back to work. She works overnight, and last night was her first night back after being on vacation with her daughter. Yes. So I think she was basically trying to get back into work mode for today, and then she was going to call in tomorrow.
1: Okay, so she was going to wait till call into our to Friday's edition of the Revolution. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we wish Ron the best, and like I said, we'll be. We' saying a prayer to her night goes through uh smoothly with no problem uh and um we we'll, we're we'll looking forward to hear from her tomorrow night on the revolution um now let's get right in folks to our uh infamous wrestler profile series and of course with an n w o theme tonight and I'm sure Gerard is equally as happy about this um <laughs> our our wrestler profile series actually is going to talk about two men the two two men from the price of one how about how's that sound folks? Uh, sounds good to me. Sounds good. Excellent. Uh, uh, two superstars who, of course, uh, due to their, their, their involvement with the infamous New World Order, changed the course of professional wrestling history forever, uh, held the WCW World Tag Team Championships on numerous occasions, uh, of course, made their marks also separately in the WWF, one has Razor Ramon and one has Diesel. Uh, of course, both of them actually wrestled in WCW long before the, these uh, their their own using their own monikers. Uh, of course, one of them was known as the Diamond Stud, and the other one was known as Oz. And I have to thank Gerard T. Smith for posting an old match of, involving both of them. Uh, I believe it was said from '91, Gerard. I think that's yeah, that's correct. That's
0: right.
1: Uh ex- Excellent choice, my man. I, I forgot all I forgot all about those monikers of theirs.
0: Well, there, I was there, in the
1: NWO
4: mode today, so I was just searching. I was doing, like, sh- I was, uh, listening to shoot interviews and stuff. It was pretty cool. I was in the NWO mode.
1: Certainly. Hey, NWO. <laughs> Wait a minute, That's every day. <laughs> and, and, of course, who I'm talking about, folks, is none other than Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, the Outsiders, Uh, uh, two,
0: sweet.
1: How's that there? There you go. That sounds F, good. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I, I guess we could just start just go one in at a time I Guess we start talking about Scott Hall first. Scott Hall, a uh, very tremendous superstar, uh, been wrestling, like, multiple times. I think he wrestled in AWA for a while. Like I said, he had a good run in WCW for a time, and then, of course, made, made it to the WWF where he wrestled as Razor Ramon, uh, uh, truly a powerhouse in the WWF, and then, of course, made uh, his return to WCW, in controversial fashion, uh which would stir the pot later later on for what would become the NW, NWO. Uh of course like I said held the W C W World Tag Team titles on numerous occasions, held the um uh, the US title uh, I think several times. Um, you know, made good runs at the world title. I don't think he quite caught the world Championship. I'm not sure. I don't no, think he did.
0: Didn't. No.
1: But he did some good runs at it, I will tell you that. Um, J.D., we'll start with you, my friend. Let's, your thoughts on mm-hmm. uh, any moments, matches, anything involving Scott Hall? Well,
2: there was a lot you mentioned when you talked Scott Hall. I mean, obviously, the great guy, Kurt Hennington back in the AWA definitely stood out. The Diamond Stud, of course, in the early 90s before he went to WWE and did the Razor Ramon gimmick, of course, as we all know. And, of course, as we've said, the last few nights are and in the last few weeks are with the Click DVD coming out. They're going to be talking with him, Kevin Nash, Triple H, X-Pac, and Shawn Michaels. I mean, they were all sort of like... The uh, Big Five, they were the horsemen of a new generation in the 90s when you think about it. They traveled together, they worked out together, they did everything together. They were the best of friends. I mean, they did a lot. And uh, like I said, however, I mean, there's really, when you mentioned Scott Hall, one of his best matches in his WWE career, especially his first big run, of course, came with the band of Shawn Michaels. He had two great matches with him, the first being the ladder match in 1994 at MSG at Mania 10, and of course the following year at SummerSlam in Pittsburgh, which I was at in 1995 at the Civic Arena with Shawn again. So, I mean, he was a very unique wrestler in the 90s, however, but he also had a little bit of issues to deal with. And, of course, we all know what happened in early 1996, and uh, he got into some trouble. And as a result, however, shortly thereafter, he uh, found himself on the outs with WWE and uh, heading back to WCW.
1: Certainly, certainly. Uh, now, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, J.D., the match he had with uh, uh, Shawn at WrestleMania 10, wasn't that the first letter match?
2: Yes, that was the first ladder match of its kind, actually, believe it or not. there was No one had ever done a ladder match up to that point, however. And at the time, uh, Kevin Nash was Sean's bodyguard, of course, and he got tossed out of the match by the referee at the time, however. And uh, they continued that storyline for a little while, of course. And then, like I said, the next year, of course, those two went out again, and they uh, upped the ante. And like I said, I was there at the Civic Arena when it happened in Pittsburgh. And it was a great match again.
1: They're like... Um, of course, uh, like I was saying during a match on Nitro, so let's talk about that. Of course, uh, when he made his, I guess it's the safest thing you could say, his return because he was there before.
2: Right. To, it, was, uh, it was it was eight days after the infamous current call show. He showed up on uh, Nitro in Macon, Georgia, Memorial Day that night in the first hour during the Steve Dahl uh, Mauler match, and then later that night, Sting confronted him, and, of course, he got up in Eric Bischoff's face, and he told everyone before he got into Bischoff and Sting's face, uh, the famous words, if you want a war, you got a war, and uh, we would see what would happen a few weeks later when Nash showed up, which we'll get into that eventually, but uh, that was the start of the... Uh, the seeds were starting to be planted at that time early on, and they started to come up uh, slowly, but uh, that was the beginning of the uh, takeover, if you
1: will. Certainly, and he didn't actually in WWE didn't change the name of his finisher. No, uh, that much. I think he just simply referred. To, he, just, he just renamed it the Outsider's Edge. Yes,
2: that's correct. Yes,
1: because he actually had referred to it as the Razor's Edge when he was Razor Ramon in the mm-hmm. WWF. But uh, of course, one infamous encounter I got to talk about is of course when the NWO made their WWF debut. I think it was in two thousand and two. Yeah. Uh I believe Scott Hall match he had with Stone Cold, and Steve Austin at WrestleMania eighteen, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was another hyped up match during that. And of course we didn't see Nash compete at at, at eighteens, but and he was in Scott he stayed in Scott Hall, Scott Hall's corner during right. the match with Austin and uh he gave, you know, Stone Cold a, a good run. Stone Cold gave Scott Hall a good run. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh of course, uh, Nash did get involved. Nash did get thrown, did get thrown out of the, out of the, uh, the match, obviously. Yep. Uh, but, but still, I mean, Stone Cold would, would come back and, uh, you know, just, just, like I said, just knock him out, drag him out and counter until, obviously, um, uh, Stone Cold prevailed with a stunner and won the match. Uh, right. um, Michelle, Michelle, your overall thoughts on anything on, on, on the career of Scott Hall?
3: I'd like for Gerard to go first, please.
1: Okay, okay. Well, we all—I we, think we all been dying to hear this. JD, you'll love—you'll love to hear uh, Gerard's announcement. He is pro NWO. All right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you'll love to hear this, Gerard. Your overall thoughts, my man, on on Chico himself, Scott Hall. Please, Bobby, well, take it away, my man. Yes. Wow.
4: Well, wow. Well. You all know he's my favorite wrestler of all time, so. What can I say about him? I got lots to say, but I posted a video, uh, in the NWO, uh, radio group too, about Scott Hall, about Dusty Rhodes, uh, Dusty Rhodes bought him his first boots, which I thought was yeah. pretty cool. Um, and how he was talking about like Dusty, like got him started and stuff. And, uh, then he like hooked up with, uh, Kurt, uh, Henning and they had, uh, you know, a little bit of a run and, then. uh, i just liked him his whole career like uh never did uh dislike him uh you know razor and and then when he went back to wcw and formed the nwo i was super pumped uh loved every minute of it and uh i still do uh no
1: work no true words could have be spoken there folks i was one and only gts right there man Good, good points of view. Good analysis on that, uh, uh, Gerard. I actually got to see. Look at that uh, clip, that video you posted on uh, Scott Hall's uh, thoughts on Dusty Rhodes, and uh, that was a uh, uh, that was uh, <laughs> point blank there, man. Uh, uh, of course, we saw that was the moment I was referring to about when Dusty. you talking about Dusty Rhodes joined the NWO at that point? When he it was during um, it must it was in ninety. They said ninety-seven, I believe it was. Um, um, during, I think NWO had another had a second pay, had a second uh, sold-out pay-per-view. I think it was. It was the match, of course, between Scott Hall and uh, Larry Zabisco And uh, just when we all thought Dusty Rhodes was going to uh, do the above to Scott Hall, instead he does it to Larry Zabisco and of course they beat up on Larry Zabisco. Mm-hmm. Uh But uh, Dusty dons an NWO shirt, sure, which was kind of. Shocking, because we saw what would happen later on with, uh, uh, you know, during his uh, time with the NWO, something else infamous would happen to, but we'll go into that here in a little bit. Uh, also, of course, a small note, uh, I believe it was, uh, and and Gerard, you can actually correct me on this too, because I'm sure you were keeping up with this, I think it was a year or two ago he was inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yes, he was. Yes, and then was it was it, was it last year? I think.
2: Uh, yeah, it was last year because the clicks were all together.
1: Yes, okay. All right. Because this year was Nash that got inducted. Yes. Nash got inducted this year, so but Hall got okay. inducted last year. Right. Maybe okay. that's
3: what yeah. I'm remembering because wasn't it? It was just Paul and Nash mm-hmm. together this time.
1: Right. When, exactly. when Nash
3: got inducted.
1: Yeah. Right, right, right. But but with Hall, it mm-hmm. was him, it was it was Nash, it was X Pocket, it was Hunter, and it was Shawn Michaels. So it was the clique, just all standing there, reunited once again, pretty much, after Hall got inducted. So, uh, and I think it was DDP that inducted Scott Hall, wasn't it? Yes. It was okay. Okay. Uh, Sorry, I'm going to cut
3: Gerard off, but yes.
1: Yes. All, all, <laughs> oh, 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 Gerard, Gerard, you got you getting some competition on you there, bud. You gotta watch it. And you gotta watch her now. Gotta watch oh, it now. I'm right.
3: sorry, Gerard. <laughs>
1: okay, Michelle, let's hear your overall thoughts on the career of Scott Hall.
3: Okay, so there's so many things that stick out in my head when it comes to Scott Hall. I'm I'm kind of like Gerard, you know, because you know we have the same mind when it comes to the NWO. Really, we've established that. So the things that stick out of my head is, of course, you know, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, the toothpick in his mouth, the badass attitude, the slick back hair. He always had great individual matches, but for me, I love, I don't, I mean, I'm sure Gerard would agree with me on this, too. I love watching them together as the outsiders more. But when when Scott Hall was on his own, he was super entertaining. Uh, my mom's favorite. <laughs> believe it or not, she loves oh. the hall. She still does. <laughs> yes. And um the oh damn it. Oh, the one thing that sticks out in my head that I have to make a point of is that at WrestleMania, okay, the NWO came out, the X came out. Shawn Michaels was a part of both, but yet he still sweet in music uh scene. So I was well, like, okay, well that shows which side he was sticking with.
1: You know, it right. kind of
3: got under my skin a little bit. But Scott Hall never had a bad moment. He had never had a good match. He had his feuds. Do I remember all of them off the top of my head? No, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not like everyone else that can remember stuff off the top of their head. Uh, right, if you right. ask me anything about Brock Lesnar, sure, I could tell you from here to ten bucks too. Um, but I did follow the NWO. Probably about as uh, maybe as much as Gerard, not as much, but I did, and I loved them, and I enjoyed them, and I think for me, Scott Hall had the most personality out of the whole NWO. Yeah,
1: I would have to I would have to agree with that. I mean, because keep in mind he was the first one to to make to make the uh, appearance on Nitro. I think I made the first. Uh, as they say, fire to first volley. I think pretty much, and in and in all of this that which is like we say, which will eventually come become known as the New World Order. One seven two four 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 seven four 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 NWO Wolfpack on this evening with the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, Mr. NWO GTS Gerard T Smith, and a friend of Revolution and Wolfpack J D. Jared D. Geronimo. As we continue our 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 Wrestler Profile Series discussion on Hall and Nash, the Outsiders. Uh, now, uh, J.D. Krim, if I'm wrong, had, did Scott Hall, other than I know the Diamond Stud in WCW and Razor Ramon, did he ever go by anything else other than...
2: I believe the- he I think he did, if I remember. He, I'm, I'm trying to find it right now as we're working on this right now. Well, let's see. I'm looking right now at his bio. Let's see. He... Uh, See, did he have any other nicknames? Uh, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. Let's see. Uh, no, he Is was Scott, Scott Hall. He was Scott Hall. Razor Ramon and the Diamond. Stud. Those were the only names. By,
1: the, yeah. the only one So, so even first
4: a, in AW. A W Starship Coyote.
1: Oh, American Starship. Oh
3: yeah.
4: That's oh, right. I forgot. Yes.
1: Okay. Oh okay okay so so okay so so in A W well in A W A he was simply just known as Scott Hall then. Yes. Okay, so I was wondering. I said, that's one I was really wondering about, because he, like it, so he made a very huge mark in AWA. I think he held the tag belts in AWA mm-hmm. along with uh, Kurt Henning, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, that was that was. Ta- that he was also was about. known
2: as Magnum and Big Scott Hall,
1: too. So, right, so, uh, because he because he kind of favored Magnum and PI back in the the TV right. show back in the '80s. I mean, it's kind of like what he did with Magnum TA. I mean, it was. I was like I said, with the with the hair and the mustache mm-hmm. that I kind of favorite, right? Tom's exactly. Team That's 80s.
2: when I first noticed him. Yeah, and I'm looking right here. Uh, his first uh, big win, as far as tag teams go, was against Jimmy Garvin and Steve Regal uh, in a 58 minute match in Albuquerque, New Mexico, in January of 1986.
1: Oh, okay, so he's actually started long before he was really, really well-known during the day, I guess. Yeah,
2: he began screwing a four of championship wrestling from Florida, and began with Dusty. And then he and Danny Spy, we trained together in Florida, mainly under Rhodes, but also under Mike Patano and Barry Wyndham, And it goes on to say here how when it was time for the two to debut as a tag team, Rhodes sent them to work in Jim Crockett, Charlotte, North Carolina-based territory. Here they debuted as American Starship with Hall under the name of Starship Coyote and Spider Starship Eagle. They wore furry boots, bright masking, and matches with a t shirt ripping similar to Hulk Hogan's, believe it or not.
1: Oh, okay. So they were trying to model themselves. So that was during the heyday of Pokemania, pretty much. Uh, yeah,
2: and he was also and he also got to know Nash pretty well in early night, too, when he teamed up with him in Raven, then was Scotty Flamingo, as part of the Diamond Mine stable, believe it or not. I
1: suppose- I see. Now, now, correct me also, JD. Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't Scott Hall in the moniker of the Diamond stuff, Wasn't he also managed at that time when DDP was doing the manager thing?
2: Yes, that's correct. He uh, actually in his debut match, however, squashed Tommy Rich out in the Clash of the Champions in June, and then if Tom Zink at the Grand American rest. But yeah, he was renamed the Diamond Stud, a gimmick similar to Rick Rude's. Both were cocky, vain, and very attractive women from the audience to the ring. And yes, he was managed by DDP. He also got to become very good friends with DDP at this point.
1: Right. Exactly. So they've gone that far back in in, in friendship mm-hmm. and, and very knowledgeable of, of, of their skills, obviously. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, I think pretty much everyone hit, hit nail on the head about Scott Hall. I mean, a true, a magnificent performer. Uh, uh, glad to see him, you know, pop up once in a while, like I said on TV, especially that one infamous moment on Raw when they, along with the APA and New Age Outlaws, uh, of course, had their dealing with the Ascension. Uh, I thought that was a a huge moment on Raw, uh, my personal opinion. And, and he also,
2: uh, and you remember he came up in the, early this year, it was in Raw in Dallas, I remember, when uh, David Sandow tried to mimic X-Pac, if you remember, and they were in the back when Hall Nash both showed up, however, along with Sean, however, and uh, Sandow was trying to do X-Pac and everything like that, and then also, yeah. what kind of thing are you running here? He's like, I'm so ashamed. In fact, I want to find that clip and forward it to you guys right now. Believe me, that's one of my favorite moments of the year. Overall,
1: oh, certainly, absolutely. Because, I mean, of course, that was, this was like long. This was, of course, prior to the uh, uh, thing involving Miz and Sandow, which obviously, uh, uh, of course, I think it came to a head pretty much at uh, you know WrestleMania, and all. So yes. and that was uh, that was uh, that that was something else in its own right. Uh, um, now, I guess we can go ahead and go to the other half of the other half of the coin, if you will. <laughs> uh, the other half of the infamous tag team, the Outsiders, big sexy Kevin Nash, uh, of course Kevin Nash, uh, tr- like, uh, again uh, light like Scott Hall, very tremendous superstar. Um, I think he's not. don't think he got really got his start. Uh, involved with sports, I think he was started with basketball. If I'm not mistaken, uh, he was. Uh, uh, it was hinted several different times. Uh, um that he played uh football uh ba- basketball i think in tennessee
2: yes the university of tennessee did. yes that's correct
1: right exactly uh of course uh um after after doing that for a while obviously he uh i guess he felt he felt he needed to get into something probably a little bit tougher so he got in and started uh you know competing um of course we saw him his career it's got really really really, really skyrocketed. Uh, Uh, Of course, in the early days of WCW, we saw him wrestle, I believe, I think, uh, thanks to that clip from Gerard T. Smith, obviously was a good reminder. He premiered as a character, one character he premiered as was as Oz, uh, which was, uh, I think he was dressed up like, a, like I said, obviously a wizard with a mask on, I think is what it was. Um, it wasn't but, a
2: mask. It wasn't a mask. He had a beard. I remember. He was like the Grand Wizard. It was like, and it was like he wore gre- wore green. I remember that very well. Actually, I saw some clips of it online. And he wasn't a mask, but he had like a mustache or a white beard, if you remember at the time.
1: Right, right. Uh, Jared found that good clip for us. I appreciate that, bud. We'll get that taken care of here. Uh, right. Uh, we'll get that taken care of there uh, as soon as we can uh also i think as i'm not mistaken i think he also he also uh debuted as another super another wrestler named vinnie vegas yes uh i'm not mistaken now i think i think i think that uh that um rest that 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 um moniker of kevin ash didn't really last that long either i don't think did it no no No, it didn't okay i mean was there any highlights at all of him as vinnie vegas
2: uh, he took on Rob Van Dam in one match, I remember, when Rob Van Dam was Robbie E. Uh, he also uh, competed, like I said, he joined the Diamond Line with Scott Hall and Raven, however, and him and then Diamond Dallas did a team called the Vegas Connection, needless to say, and, of course, they split in the latter part of 92 when Bill Watts fired him, and then, of course, he came in, in 1993 as Diesel.
1: Right, and then, of course, Diesel, uh, of course, uh but I believe I think the story was that he was brought in by Shawn Michaels. Yes,
0: that's as right. Diesel,
1: that's, that's right. Uh, um, of course, uh, Diesel. Uh, as Diesel, Kevin Nash really made a huge impact in the WWF in the nineties. Uh, I believe I think capturing the the WWF title from uh, Bob Backlund not too long. I think after eight Bob In eight seconds. That's right. I think it's after Backlund won the won the title from Bret Hart, surprisingly. Yes, yeah, Survivor uh, Series
2: 94. Survivor Series 94, right. and then he went on to face uh, Sean again, Shawn Michaels in 95, and of course that was when Sean was with Pam Anderson, and uh, that was uh, a very, uh, Nashville's with Pam Anderson, I should say, however, and then of course, Michaels was betrayed, however, by Psycho Sid, and of course Diesel came to his rescue.
1: Right, exactly, and of course we also saw what happened with uh, 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 um, of course, WrestleMania 12 was another uh, big-time match. Him and The Undertaker, uh, excellent excellent encounter right there. I think that match lasted uh, almost a good 5-10 minutes tops. Yeah, I was mean, 10 it was, minutes, yes. And then uh, he also yeah. fought
2: Fred Hart at Survivor Series 95, and of course... He also fought Sean in his last match in ninety six, good friends, better enemies in April of ninety six, right before leaving for WCW of course and before the current collins and about three weeks before in Omaha, Nebraska and that was when Mad Dog Sean was in the crowd and that was one of the really a good title match between him and Sean. Him and Sean had some pretty good matches whenever uh Sean was champion or when Sean was with him. I mean Sean would always find a way to be good friends with him, like I said, him and Sean Hunter and well, uh, Sean Waltman. All I mean, they were like the Horsemen of a new generation. I mean, they did everything together. They worked out, they trained, and they traveled together. They were the best of buds.
1: Certainly, absolutely. Uh, and then, of course, like you said, he made his move in WCW, uh, where, of course, he, uh, of course, along with Scott Hall, made made the biggest impact of all. Where I think last Tuesday, I think we celebrated uh, 19 years since the formation of the infamous New World Order when Hulk Hogan. Turned his back on WCW and joined and and lined himself with Hall and Nash. Yes. Uh, And then, of course, the ball was rolling with that. Uh, We saw Kevin Nash, of course, later on during his WCW career, pick up. I think, of course, the tag team titles on numerous occasions, along with uh, Scott Hall. Even I think he even held it with the likes of uh, Sting. I think at one point. Yes,
2: he did. He did. I'm I'm, I'm looking right here. Uh, He. uh, Let's see. He
4: didn't he when he was the insider?
2: Uh, yeah, they did that later on in 2000, 2001. That's correct. Yeah, he held it actually nine times. Believe it or not, five times world champion, nine times tag team champion, six times with Hall, twice with Page, and once with Sting. Uh, IC champion, WWE champion once, tag team champion twice, third triple crown. Uh, champion, four-time Slammy award winner, voted Mm -hmm. worst tag team in 94, Shawn Michaels, but also best tag team in that same year, MVP superstar of the year, and most predictable outcome, however, 2001 by powerbombing Santino Morella, won the TNA Legends Championship twice, World Tag Team Championship once with Eric Young and Hall, Most Improved 94, Overrated 99, 2000, Worst feud of the year versus Triple H in 11, Worst Wrestler in 99, 2000, Worst gimmick of 91 as Oz. I mean what else can I say? A match of the year 95 with Shawn Michaels Russell WrestleMania 11. I totally disagree. That was not one of his better matches of the year. I think he had the, there was a match later that year he did pretty well. But he was named wrestler of the year at 95, tag team of the year 97, one of the top 500 single guys at the PWI in 595, 59 in the top 503, 40 of the top 100 tag teams of the PWI years with Hall and 03, and 55 of the top 100 tag teams in the PIW years with Shawn Michaels and 03. So, the Giant Killer, the Silver Fox, Big Kevin, whatever you want to call me, he's also an actor in uh, Magic Mike and Magic Mike, Mike XXL, among other movies. Kevin Nash has done it all, and he actually just had a birthday recently too. Believe it or not, he just turned 56.
1: That's right. Yeah, we actually talked about that. I think last week, guys, did we not? I think we mentioned he. Uh... He celebrated a birthday. I think it was just last week. I think. Uh, yes. But but yeah yeah. But uh, uh, of course now you mentioned some of the movies he was involved with. Of course, one of them really stands out in my mind is the the, the Adam Sandler version of The Longest Yard. I think he played a security yes, guard. Yes, he
2: did. Guard angle Guard Anglehart, and he was also in uh, Grandma's Boy as a mover, a small role. John Wick. He just came out with last year. Rock of Ages. Um, right. He's, the age, right. he's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. The Secret of News is Super Shredder. That was his film debut. He's also done TV. like I uh, that,
1: yeah. So, yeah, he's done a lot over the years. Certainly. And, of course, of course, one, one fact we did not mention during his WCW career, he was the only man to stop the streak of Goldberg. That
0: uh, is correct.
1: Star, uh, Star Cadence. That's right. I mean, that moment, That's that's another historical moment right there, folks. Uh, uh, Gerard, I think I think it's only fair, once again, we start with you, my friend. Uh, your thoughts about anything but, uh, about the career of Big Sexy Kevin Nash. Your overall thoughts, sir.
4: What can you say about the big man that already hasn't been said? Uh, <laughs> he's just uh, great all around. Uh, I liked all his matches. Uh, he was good when he was faced, but you know, I'm a heel guy, so I loved him when he was heel. Uh, he just won a lot of championships and uh, movies, and just. And if you ever get a chance, go on YouTube and look at his shoot interviews. He swears like a sailor, and he just yes. says, <laughs> he says it like it is. And some of the stories about wrestling, like back backstage stuff that you'd never hear, is funny as. Hell, then. Oh my goodness! Oh my
0: goodness!
2: I've seen now, it bro. with uh, Ralph Einstein, him, and I saw a clip of him. Uh, of Ralph I guess was him and him and Hall, and it was like a six seven minute clip. I, I only a brief few seconds. I saw it, and I didn't see the whole thing, but watched the whole DVD. But I saw the whole six minute video preview, and then yeah, like Gerard said, he does curse like a sailor, no doubt about it. He doesn't believe <laughs> really punches at all. <laughs>
1: exactly. Now, J.D. Krim, if I'm wrong, didn't he didn't uh, Kevin Nash as Diesel making an, an appearance at a recent Royal Rumble?
2: Uh, yes, he did, actually. He returned briefly. I think it was actually the one I was at in Pittsburgh a few years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, he was. In fact, however, he was in the number 14 entry and he eliminated Jack Swagger and uh, he got eliminated by Roman Reigns. Uh, he also appeared at the Hall of Fame ceremony last year and he also appeared uh, with Hall and Hall uh, Cogan as part of Hogan's uh, birthday celebration, if you remember last year, and of course for this last this past year, he appeared with X Pac and Hall to reunite the NWO and everything like that. And he also got in a little trouble late last year with the law, with his uh, wife and kid and personal life, unfortunately. But those charges were dropped, unfortunately. And he was also at WrestleMania this past year.
1: Certainly, of course, of course, the, as they said during the great announcement announcement of this match, is one of the best and best. Commentaries I've ever heard in a long time was for this particular match, was they pretty much said the Monday Night Wars have reemerged at WrestleMania. I mean, it was absolutely, you know, phenomenal, having speaking, all the elements. Speaking all of phenomenal. Elements, but, I
2: was going to say uh, today. Uh, I think uh, today's the sixteenth, if I'm not mistaken. Correct?
1: Yeah. Yes, today's the sixteenth. Yes. Okay. Sir.
2: Yeah. Well, I think all of us talk about great tag teams. We got to honor one gentleman that needs. Uh, Maybe a moment of silence if we could. However, the great Terry Bam Bam Gordy, who sadly 14 years ago we lost suddenly at the age of 40 years old. Today's the anniversary of Terry Gordy, and I think uh, it's only fitting we got to say he is a true I mean, he's one of my favorites. You talk about great tag teams with the free birds and everything like that. I mean, Bam Bam, no question about beginning at 14 years old. I mean, that's pretty amazing. This day and age, he would compete at 14 and. Unfortunately, sadly we lost them fourteen years ago today due to a very serious heart attack at the age of forty.
1: Certainly, and like I said, does and one of as and of course we can all say one of those many great superstars of wrestling that we have lost who never got to make it, you know, halfway through their life, unfortunately. Yeah. But uh, but still I mean, uh it's been talked about in all wrestling circles about, you know, who ha who did not make it to I think age 50 and I think sadly like J.D. you just mentioned I mean that is kind of a, a very a very sad moment indeed. Uh, I think we saw a picture online posted somewhere recently of him at uh, age uh, 16. Yes I, I
2: saw that and I'm looking at pictures uh, of that and I'm looking at picture. This is an old picture now uh, this person put up uh, of him, Michael and uh, Cindy Lauper I guess when the Freebirds were in the WWF in the early 80s and there's one of him and Terry Funk, and, of course, with him and Buddy, of course. Like I said, it's just a shame. I mean, Michael is the last of the Freebird group. We lost Buddy a few years ago to a serious health issue and everything, but I think next year, with the only fitting being in Texas, I think, I know it sounds crazy, but I think the Freebirds deserve their honor into the Hall of Fame, and I think next year we'll see, hopefully, the trio of the Freebirds go in as a group. I think it's only fitting that they should do something like that.
1: Certainly, I mean, there's a lot of, and of course, we've talked about this many, many times, I mean, Gerard, Michelle, you've heard, you've heard all, everyone's been talking about it, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of superstars, like individuals, teams, that all that, that deserve to be in there, but are not in there as of yet, and, and, you know, I I would, one, you know, that does come to mind, because I actually remember, uh, uh, it kind of reminded me of the match at Starcade 90, I hate to get off the subject of uh, the outsiders for just a moment, but uh, Star K-90, of course, remember the Freebirds took on uh, Ricky Morton and Tommy Rich because uh, Ricky Morton's partner was injured during that time. It was thanks to the Freebirds, that he had to have knee surgery. I believe it was Gibson had to have knee surgery. Uh, but but did come, but did accompany Rich and Morton to the ring. Uh, uh, of course, I mean, my, that was like in true Michael Hayes fashion and all that, did the face paint. And he can, happened. I think they had the Confederate black face paint on or something like that. Um, uh, In talking about Michael Hayes, one quick thing. Now, if you remember JD, the gimmick Battle Royal
0: WrestleMania
1: Seventeen, Michael Hayes came out. I think with the same robe that I think he wore at Starcade Ninety. Yes, he did.
2: did. Yes, he did. He wore that also a couple times in World Class. I remember too. I think, but it it wasn't in World Class. But yes, I do remember the red and the. uh, Rebel flag and everything, yeah, a lot. He was doing the strut. I mean, that was what Michael was known for. And uh, I have a few friends who've got to know Michael firsthand inside and outside of the wrestling business, and he is one of the most polite, funniest guys you ever want to talk to. Sometimes he can be a little off the wall, but other times, I mean, if you talk to Freebirds and Bam Bam and Buddy or just... I want to sit down and have a beer with him and just talk about old times. I think Michael is supposed to be one of the most humble guys you ever want to speak to face to face. And I mean, I would like to meet him myself someday, and uh, tell him thank you for making me a fan of your Freebirds because I've always been a fan of the Freebirds. Besides the Devonex, I grew up watching. Like I said a lot of wrestling over the years, and the Freebirds are still one I think my favorite top ten teams of all time.
1: Certainly, and of course, if I'm not mistaken. I think Michael Hayes at WrestleMania 17 came out to the same. Music as well. Yes, he and did. That, that, Bad Street that, USA,
2: nineteen eighty-four.
1: Exactly. I mean that. That. I mean, but I think during that Gimmick Battle Royal, I don't think Michael Hayes kind of lost a step.
2: No, he first didn't. First. No, he was in. He no. was in great shape. He was fantastic shape. No doubt about
1: it. As of course we saw. Of course, obviously we knew the overall winner of that Gimmick Battle Battle Royal <laughs> was the Iron Sheik. Yes. Uh, but still, we saw some. Saw some great. Some guys that you have i mean, I mean, he even saw sadly you even saw an earthquake, yeah you know it had dropped down you know tremendously from, from from back in the day, unfortunately, but still
2: you you, I mean, had, you had him one man gang uh nikolai Volkov uh the goon uh who i mean there's so many guys that were in that gimmick. Uh, repo man uh the who is crusher cruise ship Barry Darso. dorso uh. Like I said, uh I Sheik, see. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who else was in there? Uh, somebody uh,
1: Duke Dumpster Drossy, I remember yes. that. Uh, yes. Uh, sir. Uh, um, also. Um, one main gang. Bro- Brother Love was he? <laughs> yeah, Brother Love, Bruce Prichard. That's
2: right. Yes, yes, yes.
1: And of I'm... course, he didn't have his infamous microphone back then. He just used a regular WWE microphone and
2: said, "I love you." Yes, and of course, one guy who was talking about gimmicks, living to the hill, wherever he goes. Probably one of the most craziest, and at times he can be a controversial guy, but he also speaks the truth when it comes to wrestling is the infamous mama's boy himself, James E Cornet that infamous tennis racket, of course
1: oh surprisingly enough, he was in a match, yeah, I rarely ever saw him wrestle, yeah, uh, oh my goodness <laughs> but but still it was still was still a tremendous uh, and 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 we're really getting off the subject here. We really need to get back on track here okay. uh but of course, you know it's always good to reminisce, feels good yeah. to reminisce yeah. absolutely. Uh 724 444 7444 NWO on this evening. I have the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn okay. Dodge, uh, Mr. I, Mr. I, got the, I got the list here, Chad. Have
2: you got the list who's in? Repo Man, The Govly Gooker Tugboat, Earthquake, Kamala, Kimchi Bushwhacker Luke, uh, as we mentioned, James Cornette, Duke Drozdy, The Goon, Nikolai Butch, Doink the Clown, Michael Aze, One Man Gang, Brother Love, Hillbilly Jim, and Sergeant Slar. So there you go.
1: Okay, there you. go. Oh man, that was a that was a. And of course, Bobby Heenan and uh, Jean Mean Team Ur- reaction. Ur- 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 yes, Ur- Ur- yeah. uh, of course. Uh, uh, this was before Bobby the Brain. Of course, went and sadly, uh, uh, of course, oh, had course. to. Had, his, his I think he had throat cancer for a little while. Yes,
2: that's correct. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. But that was. Kind of that was but still, it was great to see him in rare form, obviously at the WrestleMania one more time. Uh, uh, of course, like I said, Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, Mr. NWO GTS Gerard T. Smith, and JD Jared D. Geramo, friend of Revolution and Wolfpack Radio. Uh, let's and of course, we were of course in the middle of our wrestler profile series on the Outsiders. I believe we were talking about Kevin Nash. Uh, I think uh, JD has given his point of view. I think Gerard. I think you already. Gave us your uh, your thoughts on it as well. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. We did. Okay. Now, Michelle, we got to hear from you. Your overall thoughts on Big Sexy Kevin Nash.
3: Well, his name suits him well, first of all, um, because he was a big, very sexy man to me. Um, <laughs> he was a powerhouse you know, these days you ask, you know, who your favorite powerhouse is. Everybody wants to say Roman Reigns. That's a joke. But, anyway, this is, that's is just my opinion. Because you have so many others that were powerhouses persisting back to Kevin Nash, who was a powerhouse. Um, him and Scott Hall had massive chemistry together. They had great matches together. Uh, they were both funny as hell on the mic. Uh, they were even funny when they weren't on the mic. To me, you know, just basically bitching at their opponent, I guess is the word. I'm not really sure how to, to put it. Um, I mean, let's see. There's nothing that I can say about, well, any of the NWO, but <clears throat> to me, when you say NWO, and I mean Gerard might say the same thing, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash stick out on your mind first. Sure. Because, to me, you know, they are what made it, really. They were what made it comical. They are what made it what it what it should be today. What wrestling is missing a lot of today is the Attitude Era, the, you know, the big dudes that are funny. Now these big dudes are just, like, they mean business and that's it. But you right. still have to entail some kind of, you know, fun into it to keep the crowd you know, crowds of mm. Um, It does anger me a little bit that, you know, and I'm sh- I know it angers Gerard, too, to hear, you know, well, they always, they had 30-plus members, you know, and they kept adding to the NWO, blah, blah, It was storyline. That's all it was. It, it wasn't intentionally meant to be that way. I think they were perfectly happy with just the the Outsiders and, and Hogan. And right. then it just escalated from there. They went black and white. They went red and black. You know, it was multiple things. So, to me, they are one of the most talented tag teams ever to have approached the, the wrestling world at all.
1: Certainly. Certainly. I would have to agree with that. Uh, I was just now thinking about where uh, uh, J.D. brought up, you know, the... Uh, some of the film credits that Kevin Nash was involved with, and of course, I mentioned uh, the Adam Sandler Adam Sandler version of the Longest Yard. Uh, of course, Kevin Nash was not the only wrestler to re- appear in that movie. Uh, of wrestlers. course, yeah, there was. I think Goldberg was involved in it. Uh, uh, the Great Khali was Khali. involved in it. Uh, Stone Cold was involved cool. in it. Uh, who else was? Who else was in it? Uh, uh, MVP, I thought. I'm gonna,
2: um, I'm gonna say MVP. I'm thinking. What MVP. did
3: Gerard say? No,
1: well, he was a great. Oh, he was. Um, he, he,
4: oh, great! Kali.
1: Yeah. Hold on. Um, yeah, I, I, well, I, I remember Nash. I remember Goldberg. I remember Stone Cold. I remember Kali. I'm trying to remember. Those are main four I remember. Because Nash. I don't think Nash, I saw it. Well, it's a great movie. It was like it's a remake of the old Burt Reynolds movie. And Burt Reynolds was actually in it. Burt Reynolds was actually in it, too.
2: He was so. the caretaker. Or, no, he was yeah. uh, Scarborough, Neat Scarborough.
1: That's Michael Conrad, right.
2: was the original Scarborough in the
1: original. Right, exactly. But uh, Burt Reynolds, uh, uh, who was in like, Wait, oh, I know
3: what you're talking about now. I know Goldberg was in it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Excuse me. They were inmates. Yeah.
3: Inmate. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Goldberg, yeah, okay. um, Goldberg and Kylie was the inmates, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. And
1: Austin and Nash were guards.
2: So, yep, yeah. yeah. Michael Irvin was yeah. in it. Terry Crews, Bob Sapp, uh, Tracy Morgan. Uh, let's see. Barn Bosworth, Romanowski, uh, Bill Romanowski. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm looking at all the credits. Let's see. Chris Leachman, Jim Rome, uh, Chris Berman, M. Schefter, Peter King, Dan Patrick. I mean Nelly. The list goes on.
3: That right, that brings right. up something to me. I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Gerard, well, Gerard, too. Um, a fantasy matchup. Can you <laughs> imagine Kevin Nash versus Brock Lesnar?
0: Oh. Hmm.
1: Nah, I re- I, now, I remember J.D. brought up Hulk Hogan's birthday celebration. Uh, I think... Uh, uh, during during that encounter, did did not Brock and Nash actually lock eyes for about several seconds? Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah
1: because,
2: they did. because yeah. he said to Brock, "What are you trying to do?" And uh, Hogan was a little myth that Brock and Hayman would ruin the celebration at the time, and that uh, was uh, you thought something was going to happen right there. Yeah, Certainly. but Gerard, uh,
3: seriously, can you imagine
1: that matchup?
3: Yeah, I could.
0: It'd be a great
1: <laughs> title. And Gerard, Gerard, do we need to ask you who you think would win it? <laughs> oh,
0: he wouldn't.
1: <laughs> oh, it okay, who, who, who,
0: who,
1: who, who, do you, who do you? Oh, you, th- okay, you think Nash would pull up? Michelle, who do you think, Brock or Nash?
3: Oh, damn. Don't ask me because honestly, it would be a draw <laughs> because I love them both.
1: It would uh, be a think- draw. Right, J D. What do you think, my man? Brock, Brock, and Nash. Who do you think would pull it off?
2: I like both, and I'm not going to call a draw here. I'm going to say Nash wins with the power bomb.
1: Oh, okay. Oh my goodness. Uh, and like Michelle, I have to go with you. I'm going to okay. say a draw because I mean you can't. I mean, I mean, it's, those just are just two big names. Like two powerhouses. When you put the powerhouses together, you cannot determine an actual winner. That's how you know. The other night, I think J D. brought up one. Uh, um involving um oh 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 yeah yeah, yeah we we're talking about Andre the Giant and you brought up I think you brought up Andre and Haystacks Calhoun was that yes. correct yes and he, he, when we all and we pretty much all said I think with the exception of one person that said that Andre would pull it off but the majority of us said it would be a draw because they were, both were big men
0: yes
1: so i mean um i mean of course what about, I mean, what about
3: Kevin Nash versus James Storm
1: Oh. Those are two oh. big men. Yes, yes, uh, uh, James Storm. <laughs> I made it hard Gerard uh,
3: because I know he likes beer money. <laughs> yeah, I do.
1: Yes, yes. Uh, uh, well, Gerard, let's ask him, a man. Nash versus James Storm. Who would pull it off? Oh, uh,
4: I'm going to have to stick NWO <laughs> in this one. Big sexy.
1: <laughs> oh, he's sticking with Nash. He's sticking with that, Michelle. What do you think, Nash or Storm? Oh match? man. Um, well, you're making the match. So I have to
3: ask you to.
0: <laughs> damn. Um.
3: Gosh, I don't know. Cause see, I'm like Gerard. I love Beer Money. I love James Storm. Uh, but I love Nash because of NWO. Well, I just love Nash because I love Nash. I would say Kevin Nash.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, 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 okay. J.D., what are your thoughts on, man? James Storm and Nash, who do you think would pull it off?
2: It would be a good match, but I think Nash would win.
1: I, I would have to I would have to agree with you. Uh, uh, and uh, it would have been interesting to see them kind of lock horns during Nash's run in TNA. But uh, uh, but still, I mean, nonetheless, it would have been a very tremendous fantasy match. I might have to add that one to the Extreme League page, so I might do that here later. Uh, 1724-444-7444 NWO Wolfpack on this evening with uh, J.D., Jared DiGirolamo, uh, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and uh, Mr. NWO GTS, Gerard T. Smith. Uh, and of course, we're right in the middle of our Wrestler Profile Wrestler Profi- Wrestler Profi- Series, and it's all NWO tonight as we refer- talk to the two men who, we- who my personal opinion, guys, kind of the catalyst for the New World Order Scott Hall and Kevin Nash of course the outsiders Um, now I think during JD, correct me if I'm wrong, during their run in WWF I think uh, Hall and Nash had some good matches against each other JD uh oh come here Okay, you hear? Okay. Yeah, We what I was talking about was I think during their time in WWF, I think Hall, Hall and Nash had some, uh, in the early days, had some good matches against each other.
2: Yes, yes, they did. Uh, SummerSlam was one of them, obviously, and uh, a couple other pay per views as well.
1: Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Um, uh, of course, like like, like you said, uh, WrestleMania 11 was was one moment uh, that we all talked about when uh, uh, Diesel defended the title against Shawn Michaels. Um, um, of course, during WrestleMania 11, one thing that was going on was Pamela Anderson had suddenly left the arena for some reason. Uh, she apparently, it was sound like she was upset over something, uh, and and what and what was strange enough that she did not appear until the match with Diesel and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 11, where she appeared in the company of Diesel. Apparently, uh, and and of course, at the last minute, Shawn Michaels found a replacement in uh, Jenny McCarthy. But still, uh, two beautiful women in my own personal right. That's my personal opinion. And it's a good thing Anne's not listening to this right now, so I won't be in trouble. (laughs) Uh, But still... uh, that was that was a humongous match. And, you know, of course, Sid and Shawn Michaels' corner as well. Uh, uh, of course, Diesel came out on top and, and uh, prevailed and kept the title. But we all saw, of course, the Raw afterwards where uh, um, Shawn Michaels, I think, accepted a rematch against Diesel. And I think he had said that he didn't need a bodyguard. He never needed one. And then I think that's when Sid kind of turned. I think that's when Sid turned his back on Shawn. Was that right? Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, and of course, we, and of course, we saw Diesel and Sid go in go at it as well. Uh, so I mean, so, so the friendship was pretty darn deep around that around that point in time, like what like we pointed out. Now, speaking of Kevin Nash, speaking of WrestleMania 11, I should say, I do believe that it was it was noted that Diesel at that time, kind of trained Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, that's his correct. I believe that's against, correct. Bam Bam. It was a match against Bam Bam. Um, uh, of course, uh, that was a, that, I think that was the main event of WrestleMania 11, in my personal opinion, uh, was, of course, Bam Bam and Longstead. Bam Bam, you know, saying, why is Longstead coming to my world of wrestling? He's bringing all his football buddies and all that, of course, known as LT's All-Pro Team, which actually, if you think about it, was for, marked the first wrestling debut, I guess that's the best way I can describe it, of Steve McMichael. Yeah. That's the first time anybody saw him involved in, with wrestling at all was when he was a part of LT's all-pro team at WrestleMania 11. So I, that goes that far, farther back. Uh,
2: yeah, it was it was Mongo, Carl Banks, Reggie White, Rick, Ricky Jackson, Chris Spielman, and Ken Nolan Jr.
1: Right, I think Reggie White was, I think, the team captain of this, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, uh, the late Reggie, I should say. I mean, we've lost. That's, that's another great football star we've lost. To he's a tremendous football player, tremendous. Uh, but, uh, but of course, uh, we saw right there in the beginning, right before the match got started, that the NFL players really took down uh, members of Ted DiBiase's corporation. Even I think one or two of them kind of, kind of, uh, you know, took a couple of good, good. Some people might say cheap shots, but still, some excellent shots at. Uh, um, of course, King Kong Bundy and uh, I think Tatanka, Nikolai Volkov, IRS, comma, I think was a part of that. Uh, yes,
2: Nikolai Volkov, IRS, Tatanka, King Kong Bundy. It was Dvysics Million Dollar Corporation.
1: Right, exactly. And I think I I, I cannot forget Nikolai Volkov's outfit during this. On the back of it, it said "Property of Million Dollar Man," and it had like this, the, the 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 scent logo on the back of his, of his of his outfit. I said, "Oh Lord, that was crazy." But yeah, that was another note I was making in reference to Kevin Nash, that he was of course responsible for training Lawrence Taylor to get him prep for the match against Bam Bam, which actually he pretty much won, almost dominated Bam Bam. About uh, that
2: match. And that was Bob Backlund's second Russell me appearance, and sad to say, his last appearance. If you remember that same match, same event, because that was when Bret Hart took on Bob Backlund. Roddy Piper was the guest referee.
1: And that was a submission match, if I'm not mistaken. It was two yes, years
2: and before. I quit, match. It was
1: an I quit match. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course, two years before the infamous one at 13 with Bret Hart and Steve Austin. Right. But uh, still, but but still, nonetheless. Uh, uh, of course, you know we saw Bob Backlund after leaving that after Bret Hart won won that match. We saw Bob Backlund walking out of the ring saying, "I saw the light, I yeah. saw the light." Yes, yeah, so, uh, but still, nonetheless, I mean, like I said, I mean, as like we talked about, I mean, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash had as and I'm sure it was like I said long before the NWO ever came into existence. We all agreed that Ke- Scott Hall and Kevin Nash has made their marks. In professional wrestling, in some capacity, regardless of how far back it was, uh, tremendous talent. Uh, both, of course, very deserving to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, it will be interesting to see them go in as the outsiders. Yeah. But, but nonetheless, glad to see both of them in. You know, I think a year apart from one another, but still they're in nonetheless. And that's great. That's tremendous.
2: Yeah, so. and also at the same time you mentioned Backlund, he was trying to run for president of the U.S., however, and then he also was a manager, if you remember, managing the Sultan along with the Iron Sheikh, however, but then he didn't stay very long, however, and the Sultan, of course, better known as Fikishi.
1: Exactly. And of course, the Sultan, we all met, if you remember, I mentioned WrestleMania 13, uh, uh, managed, uh, like I said, Bob Backlund, the Iron Sheikh, I mean, managed the Sultan for his Intercontinental title match against who was known then as Rocky Maivia, who we all will know as The Rock. Uh, but uh, that was a great... And then, of course, what was inter- what was so unique about that one, J.D., you would agree with me, was the fact that, t- that right there after the match happened and Iron Cheek, Bob Backlund, and the Sultan all ganged up on Rocky Maivia, yes. we see his dad, Rocky Johnson, uh, make an appearance. On. A lot not; people didn't expect him there at all. Right. Uh, but of course, in traditional Rocky Johnson fashion, just... Just, just throughout the throughout the punches, right there on yeah, it. exactly. Absolutely. Clean
2: house, right? Exactly.
1: Uh, but one seven two four 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 seven four four four, four. NWO Wolfpack on this evening, as we uh, as uh, we get into some other wrestling news here of the evening. I have of course as always JD Jared D uh the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, and Mister NWO GTS Gerard T Smith. Of course, what's dominating the wrestling news uh, circuit? I think JD would agree with me on this. Is what the breaking news that JD laid in on us a few moments ago? That international superstar Jushin Thunder Liger will make an appearance the uh, at NXT Takeover the night before SummerSlam, and also just announced a few moments ago that his opponent will be NXT superstar Tyler Breeze. So that ought to be a very tremendous uh, match in itself. Seeing the seeing the uh, seeing the uh, the, uh, the legendary Thunder legendary uh, Thunder Liger up against the uh, uh, young superstar, Tyler Breeze. So that's all, that, that's going to be a very great match, a tremendous match, uh, regardless of, uh, you know, however long it is. Anything I'm sure likes to involve in a, a legend count, count with that name like that, you got You got to admit it's going to be a classic match, in my personal opinion. Uh, Michelle, uh, now, did you say you, did you have any? Anything else you wanted to mention, uh, any other wrestling tidbits? I do. Yes, ma'am. Um, oh, boy, take it away.
3: Kurt Engel was, uh, taken back into the hospital after his surgery. Apparently they had to, uh, get some fluid off of his spine.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat> Apparently he was having some issues with that. Um... Mm-hmm. Apparently they are saying that Ryback is going to still wrestle Sunday. I don't know how true that is, and I don't know how he can, but they say he is. I'm not really
0: sure.
1: Sure. So of course we first reported it aired last night on Revolution. Uh, 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 Wednesday, uh, yeah, Wednesday night's edition of Revolution that Ryback, due to a knee, in- a, a knee, in- a nagging knee injury, uh, uh, said it would miss. Battleground, and apparently he was scheduled to, of course, defend the Intercontinental title against The Big Show and Miz. Um, but but uh, I think it was stated. I think one thing that we found via a report last night that they had to actually drain about 90 cc's of fluid out of his knee. I think that's mm-hmm. uh, we that yeah, we talked about. Uh, uh, but but now apparently it's it's. I'm, I'm sure it's not confirmed yet, but. Uh, but apparently they're saying that Ryback is still going to try to compete this Sunday. Is that what they're, is That's it, what they say.
3: I don't know how true it is.
1: Okay, well definitely we'll definitely stay on top of that. Uh um of course that would in our personal opinion, you know, after what we talked about last night, I don't think that would probably be the wise move to wisest why, why, why move to make. I mean he'd probably be an easy target, pretty much. Um yeah. especially you know in a big time environment like that. But I mean these superstars are risk takers and, and I mean of course J D you've seen a lot you've seen a lot of that taking place over the years and Gerard, of course, yeah. Michelle, you know, and you know half time it works for in their event to their advantage and half the time it doesn't. So I don't so, I mean of course
3: I um uh, also saw on WWE.com where they have the top best matches of two thousand fifteen so far. Yes. <laughs>
1: if you want me to go over that real quick. Certainly, we've got plenty of time, so go on right ahead, please.
3: Okay, so number 10, John Cena versus Sami Zayn for the United States Championship match on Raw, May 4th. Hold on, it's a little slow. Uh, Number 9, Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose, WWE World Heavyweight Championship ladder match, Money in the Bank. Yes. Uh, Number eight, Chris Jericho Jericho versus Neville, Beast of the East, pay-per-view. Oh, okay. Hmm. Um, Let's see. Number seven, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns, WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, WrestleMania 31. (coughs) Number six, Daniel Bryan versus Dolph Ziggler for the IC match, March thirtieth on Raw. Uh, Number five: John Cena versus Cesaro Raw, July thirteenth. Which, yeah, I can understand that. Right. Number four: Kevin Owens versus Finn Balor for the championship match at the Beast of the East. Which I can see that too, because that was a great match. Yes, it was. Number three: Charlotte versus Sasha Banks. Versus Bailey versus Becky Lynch NXT Women's Division uh, Championship four. Sh- let's try that again. Fatal four way match NXT Takeover. Uh, number two is John Cena versus Kevin Owens Elimination Chamber. And number one is. If it'll get to it like today
1: drum drum roll
3: please yeah yeah really sorry yeah uh yeah, number one. Okay. Oh, brock lesnar versus john cena versus Seth rollins wwe world heavyweight championship triple match at
0: royal rumble
1: yeah okay uh, back. uh uh jd this this top 10 list of the matches in 2015 so far uh any, any that, that 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 Michelle did not mention that uh, kind of surprised you that didn't make that list. No, look?
2: I, they, they didn't surprise me. I mean, they, they, I did. There was some I did like from this year. Obviously, the Rumble Triple Threat was great. Uh, the one main event at WrestleMania was good. Um, I think you got to mention Roman Reigns me versus The Big Show and that last man standing match in Chicago at Extreme Rules. That was pretty good. Uh, Cena versus Owens, the first meeting in Elimination Chamber, I thought was pretty good too. Uh, there were a couple great NXT matches this year, obviously, that stole the show, however, on the different events. And uh, like I said, uh, there's been some good ones. So uh, I would say right now I've mentioned four of them. And like I said, there's a couple of other NXT matches. Of course, I still haven't like I said, I'm going to watch that Sasha Banks-Charlotte match again from last yeah. night, which was just incredible. I mean, it was amazing. And uh, that being said, however, in more ways than one, that's just my thoughts. So there you go. Right.
0: And
3: Absolutely. you know what? I think that I think that NXT match, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off, that NXT match between Charlotte and Sasha has put any match yeah. recently in the Divas Division to shame.
2: I agree. I, I I will definitely attest to that. I imagine because those two know each other so well. And uh, speaking of uh, another breaking news story, however, I mean I'm giving you a lot of them tonight. Uh, there is talk now that TNA apparently will be off Destination in America. From what we're hearing now, maybe as early as September. Now we're hearing. Oh, you so, just made me think of
3: another one. Okay.
1: Now, okay. Let, let let me mention this right fast, and then I the uh, please hold that thought. I don't want you, I don't want you to lose it. Uh, lose that thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said that wrong.
1: <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, uh, so JD, do you think this might be the start of the demise of TNA? Your yes, personal opinion? Yes,
2: I do. I, I really do. It's as crazy as it sounds. I do believe so. Yeah, it's just it's going downhill very quickly, and more and more, it just doesn't seem like there's no hope whatsoever left in this uh, company at all.
1: But is this a, is this a big step for Ring of Honor?
2: I think Ring of Honor can step up now. Yes, I mean if they want to take the brass ring and become the new number two company, however, by far, then yes, I think so.
1: So you would have to think, with TNA not really ranking that well here lately, that Ring of Honor has really made that much more of an impact here lately. That they would possibly be next in line to, you know, you know, have a have a have a, a fan base. Try to get a fan base as equal to WWE. Right. Uh, of course, TNA for a little while did, but I mean, obviously they lost it over the last few years. Uh, sad to say that, but of course TNA was kind of was kind of uh, you know uh, uh, revolutionary, you know, for, yeah. the, for the time that it was that has been on. It hadn't been on as long as, of course, WWE yeah. had. Of course, it has been on there for more than what fifty, sixty years. Right. But still, but still, I mean, but, I mean, by Ring of Honor now can probably use it as a, as a stepping stone. To say, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll be the next one to challenge WWE. Exactly. We can and, do, and, I, so. and I
2: think also, too, you got to look at the other matches. There's two other matches that stand out to me. I mean, I mentioned the NXT women's matches, obviously. But the two other matches that I think you could have thrown into this mix, obviously, was the whole triple threat from this past Monday, Cesaro versus Rusev versus Owens. And, of course, the big Cena versus Cesaro match in the week before in Chicago going 30 minutes long. I mean, those two just tore down the building in Chicago.
1: Certainly um certainly I, I would have to agree with that uh michelle uh i'm sorry to i'm sorry to interrupt you go ahead and then you had another you had another uh uh another something you wanted to tell
3: us vince mcmahon bought out rlh you're kidding no
1: okay my JD, friend sent me the think?
3: article today
1: jd what do you think about this this, uh, this is
2: this this is is interesting. I mean, if, in fact, he bought out ROH, the question is, who's he going to take to uh, add to his uh, already uh, very rich full roster, and who's he going to be the ones who are on the chopping block? I mean, it seems like Vince owns, I mean, pretty much every company and then some under the sun, however, but I just don't know if this is just a silly rumor. But if it's true, however, and this is accurate, I mean, it leads you to wonder, I mean, what are they going to do next?
1: Uh, uh, absolutely. I mean, just be kind. Of, I mean, he could probably do some sort of angle like he did in '01 with WCW. I mean, he could say, "You know, it will be on the show, We'll stay
0: buried." I exactly. mean, I remember
1: that. I mean, yeah, and then of course we could see somebody, uh, someone close to him say, uh, "I, I now own Ring of Honor." I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we we could have that going all over again. We could. But, uh, I mean, we. Could, I mean, I mean, this this is huge. This, this is very huge. But they could do but see but see in this case, if you think about it though, they can do that same angle.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: instead of Vince McMahon you know, being sort of screwed over, it could be Triple H. Right. Triple H say, okay, we now own of Honor," and all of a sudden somebody would say, No, I signed the contract, I own it. I mean.
2: Right.
1: It mean it could be one up on Triple H. So mm-hmm. I mean oh, no this is like the modernize it pretty much. But it's the same story like they did back in O one with the WCW thing. Yes. So I mean, so be, uh, Gerard, we uh have had yet to hear from you, my man. First off, about the the matches involved, uh, the top ten matches of 2015 so far that Michelle mentioned. Any of those stand out in your mind, sir?
0: Um,
4: they were all great. It's a great list. Uh, I just liked them all.
1: Certainly. And also, this this news about. Uh, 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 of course, we all know to deal with TNA, but, uh, but this news about, the, about that Michelle just now mentioned that apparently Vince McMahon has bought Ring of Honor. Do you think this is uh what do you, what do you think of this encounter?
4: Uh, I think you should just run it as it is, keep it pretty well the way it is.
0: It's
4: been running for a lot of years, and it's been pretty good. So it just needs – TV deal, like no one like knew about it. It It's kind of crazy. I was talking to people like online and I said, You uh, watch Ring of Honor? And they're like, What's that? I'm like, You don't know, like, that's pretty crazy because they had a lot of great batches.
1: Sure, sure, certainly. Uh, And of course, also JD and Gerard um, and Michelle, if you also think about it, another another promotion that's probably going to be looking over their uh, looking over WWE's and, and Maybe ring around his shoulder somewhere down the road, if it continues, uh, if it continues to be uh, pretty interesting and eventually successful, is Jeff Jarrett's promotion. For GFW, Force. yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I, I know, I know that's a slow thing in in in, in coming. I mean, I, I know cause I know it just got started, but still, I mean. Uh, with, you know, talking about, you know, the roster was released, now having some pretty in- interesting men on the on that roster. I mean, uh, do you think eventually some more time down the road, it could also be a pretty uh, a pretty big threat?
2: It could, but they need a network time and a place, however, and right now they're desperately, desperately trying to look for that right now. I think if they get that, however, I think they could, but you never know. I think that's the one thing that's holding them back right now from becoming – a big name in the pond, however, they still haven't found a network home. they still haven't found a time slot, so to speak, however. So if they can get that worked out before the summer's over, or early part of the fall, then, yeah, I could say that maybe. But right now I think they're also on the outside looking in.
1: Right, so apparently they're sort of, and then they may be watching the TNA situation pretty carefully too. Yes. So so if they're watching it pretty carefully, then maybe, you know, they might be next in line to probably get the, the, the Know, get that uh, like you said, that ball rolling and they may eventually get on uh you know get on a network I and mean, may it may not be necessarily a destination in America but it could be it could be one uh, maybe that you know that you know where WWE and TNA may have found some prominence at some point. Who knows that it might it might prove useful to you know, global forces somewhere down the road. Yep. Uh one one seven two four 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 seven four 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 NWO Wolfpack on this evening as we have, of course, J.D. Jared Girolamo, as well as the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds, and also Mr. N.W.O. G.T.S. Gerard T. Smith. Uh, uh, of course, you know we're all we're all uh, in in awe over the, uh, this uh, you know big announcement. J.D. And, and of course Michelle added on to it um, for uh, just right at the beginning of the show, uh, the breaking news that international superstar Jushin Thunder Liger. Uh, will be making, um, of course, a, an appearance at NXT Takeover the, the night before SummerSlam, and of course, a few months ago it was announced that he would be facing Tyler Breeze, uh, which ought to be, like I said, good high-flying encounter. Uh, uh, I think Jushin Thunderblogger still has some some of the some of those uh, high-flying moves uh, down Pat JD. Uh, I think he's a uh, in your opinion, I think he's still a very competitive superstar. Oh, opinion. yes. Um,
2: yeah, Liger, Liger, I think, definitely does. I mean, he. it seems like he, I mean, a lot of people say he could be, I mean, I'm looking at his age right now compared to uh, right now. In fact, hold on, pull, I'm pulling up his bio right now. He is 50, actually, believe it or not. So he's been in the business since March of 84, which is a long time. I mean, he's been there since he was 20, so he's been around the business for about 30 years. And, of course, Tyler Breeze, of course, we all know Prince Pretty about his uh, background, if you will. Of course, he's only 27, however, and he's been in the business since '07. was trained by Lance Storm. And, of from course, Canada. He, yes, he's from Canada, right, British Columbia. Pecton, British Columbia, to be exact. And, uh, like we said, however, he... Uh, was in that, um, like I said, however, it was the focus of the E60 special, however. But uh, he's had some good matches over the last year or so in NXT. I mean, he did that Fatal 4-Way, if you recall, which was a great one. He's uh, had some good matches with Tommy and Finn Balor. And uh, he's sort of, like I said, he's a pretty boy, but at the same time, that's his nickname, Prince Pretty. I think it's going to be a very entertaining match to watch those two go at it take over in Brooklyn
1: certainly. Uh, Of course, one match also stands out in my mind, and J.D., you can back me up on this. Uh, Of course, in WCW, uh, he uh, had some very good matches with Rey Mysterio.
2: Oh, fantastic matches, no question about it. The Star K-96 match is one of them. I mean, you look at that, and that's still one of my all-time uh, moments of him, and like I said, I mentioned earlier in the show tonight, the other matches he had with Brian Pillman on the very first Nitro back in September of 95, Super Brawl 2 in 92. Uh, he also fought other guys during the course of time with guys like uh, Eddie and Jericho and Juventud Guerrero and Psychosis and the Ultimo Dragon, and he is uh, he's done very well with himself. In fact, I'm looking right now at his uh, bio, however, he... Uh, is the I.W. Junior Heavyweight Champion 11 times, 6 times Tag Team Champion, including once with the great Suzuki, one with El Samurai, one with Koji Kane Moto, one with Tiger Mask. Uh, he is also Warrior National Junior Heavyweight Champion once, Light Heavyweight Champion once, World Junior Light Heavyweight Champion once, Young Lion Cup, uh, let's see, he uh, also won Best Newcomer Award 85, I'll say Performance Award '90. He had that great 5-star match with the great Suzuki in July of 94, which is still talked about as the 5-star match. Best gimmick from 89-93 and 89-92. Best flying and technical wrestler. Best wrestling maneuver in 87-88. Shooting star press. Rookie of the year in 84. Tied Tom Zink for that year, believe it or not. 90-92. Most outstanding wrestler. And, of course, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall. A famed class of 99. And uh, he also fought, I believe, if I remember, a young Chris Benoit in July of 1991, believe it or not, and was also a mixed martial arts at one time in November of 2002. So, Jusin Liger has had a unique career, no question about it.
1: Sure, absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's, there's no doubt no, no doubt about it that uh, he's had a, again, he is, like we talked about with Hollow Nash a few moments ago, uh, Jushin Thunder is definitely another superstar has made an impact in the world of pro wrestling. He's definitely catapulted, uh, to a lot more to what was like back in the day, like the sixties, seventies and eighties pretty much. But still, uh, nonetheless, uh, was also, I'm sure at one point down the road, just like all the superstars of the day, he was also a, a wrestling fan. I may have looked up to a lot of wrestlers internationally and, uh, of course, here in America and all that, too, to give him that inspiration to become a true superstar himself one day, and he surely has done that. Uh, do you think he is also, uh, J.D., your personal opinion, and I'll ask Michelle and Gerard your opinions, too, by, by all means, uh, do you think he is in line at some point down the road for uh possible Hall of Fame induction?
2: It's a possibility. I mean, he has the resume to back it up. I mean, not many people saw his work in w- in America. I mean, yeah, they did probably see it when they were young, however, and they just know him as an international guy in Mexico and Japan, especially in Japan. But he has the background. He's done on for his career. I mean, he's had some great matches when he's come to the States and fought some great guys. I'd say right now it's a mixed bag, but i if I'm casting Light Heavyweight Tower, I mean all-time. I think he's one of the top three. Ray Jr.'s up there with him, I feel. So, yeah, he gets my vote, I feel.
1: Okay. Uh, Gerard, do you think he would be, a uh, Jusian Thunder Lager would be in line for a possible someday induction to the Hall of Fame? Um, yes, he should. Uh, Michelle, your thoughts?
3: Yes, I agree
1: okay um, of course i would i would definitely have to agree on that as well as much as a big career that he's had uh, you know by all means he's he de- definitely well deserved uh, michelle, any other wrestling stories?
3: I'm looking give me one second
1: okay, and while she's doing that, i would once again say one seven two four 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 NWO will pack on the scene with j d Jared didron Mr. NWO GTS Gerard T. Smith and the Blackwood, and Michelle Lynn Dodds. And uh of course, uh our other uh, th- other three partners in crime, uh, uh the JML experience, uh Rhonda Rush Wright and Big IQ Jeff Teeters uh uh not with us this evening, but hopefully uh, hopefully uh we'll we'll have um we'll have them on uh between uh tomorrow and hopefully they'll be on in time for our of course another big announcement I made earlier this week that this Sunday at 7 p.m., right here on TalkShoot.com, uh, a special edition of WCWS Revolution, where we do a preview show of Battleground 2015, in which we will talk about all the matches, uh, who do who do we think, once again, that will win these matches. Uh, just a, a of, but we'll only be on for like an hour prior to the Battleground pay-per-view itself, so everyone will have an opportunity to look at the pay-per-view, pretty much. Uh, so, like I said, 7 p.m., Sunday night on Talkshow.com, dot WCWS Revolution, a special uh, Battleground twenty fifteen preview show. Uh like it's gonna start a, a, a long standing tradition of of uh pay per view shows uh like I said for uh, the WCWS radio family. Um, but uh I would and I'm sure everyone would agree, I would love I would love to uh have heard, especially Jane Males and Rhonda's and Jeff's opinions about it, especially the outsiders tonight. I, I would love to hear, hear their thoughts about it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a darn shame we don't have them on. But, uh, but of course, other things do also take precedence as well, and hopefully we'll have them on here within the next, uh, the next few days. Uh, Michelle, uh, hi, um, while you're doing that, uh, just to, uh, of course, reiterate again, uh so another announcement that Michelle brought to my attention concerning our WCWS Revolution shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh uh they should be I think on their way. Uh I believe Michelle did get an email confirming this and also everyone was gonna be getting two T shirts apiece. Uh uh Rhonda apparently then that means Rhonda would have, would be getting four. Is that correct?
3: I'm sorry?
1: Uh, Rhonda would be end up getting four shirts. Is that right?
3: No, she's getting two.
1: So she's just getting the two one for her in ring and then one just to wear. Right. this One just to wear. Okay. Okay. Because you, you said everyone was getting two of them. I thought that would also, I thought that also followed suit with that. Okay. Uh, um, no, but, but I can uh, make that happen. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we'll keep it like it is now. I mean, like Ted, I said, mean, if, if and of course we had talked about thought the possibility of maybe, you know, if you know, uh, everyone's of us involved with the show here start wearing wear, starts wearing these shirts and all that, see how popular they are. They ask asking, you know, how can I get one of those? I mean, we'll we'll, we'll start uh, putting word out about it at some point. But I am considering, you know, if if it works out, we may end up selling these shirts. Um, that would be great if we could. I mean that would be excellent, but but that'll be something that we will talk about for another time. Uh uh Michelle uh while well, Michelle's looking up anything else. JD do you have any other uh wrestling um wrestling uh um stories for us?
0: I
2: am uh, not hearing, but all I know is I can hear that the taker will be at Raw Monday night in Kansas City supposedly, and uh, that'll start to build up his match up at SummerSlam. Whether it's against Sting or Rock we don't know yet
1: course, either way, like we also mentioned before, too, uh, either way, I mean, seeing The Undertaker, you know, the second time in a year, Yeah. you know, it's been a long time since that's happened, of course, uh, uh, regardless of who he faces. I mean, a lot of people speculate it might be Brock, and a lot of people say speculating it might be Sting, so um, oh, either actually, way.
2: Here's, here's another one, actually. Uh, we talked about sad passings and people who left us too soon, however, obviously, however, it was actually 17 years ago today we lost Bruiser Brody in that infamous incident in Puerto Rico.
1: Yes, uh, and I believe he was murdered, is that correct?
2: That is correct. In the shower, he was stabbed to death, yes. And no one, uh, they never uh, found, it says the guy was acquitted after he used a somewhat self-defense, if you will, however, mind you. And
1: they showed, the okay.
2: uh, announced the following week on WCCW television.
1: Right, and then of course I think we mentioned, uh, we also mentioned before that he was scheduled to be involved in a match, but because of this happening, I think Kerry Von Eric at the time took the match for for him after hearing of this news. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes, and of course that was another, the Von Erick, there's certainly other superstars that we have lost, with the exception of one, but still. Uh, now I think uh, also we talked about Devon Eric's a couple of times. But, of course, one that we haven't mentioned that often, it was Carrie's daughter. Yes. So I think Carrie, because she wrestled four times in TNA, if I'm not mistaken. Lacey. Uh, Lacey, yes. Uh, and and she is, and, and 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 I want to make sure that I have this correct, because I, cause I remember seeing her, seeing her in TNA like that. I mean, she kind of reminded me of having that Von Erich style. She is, by actual relation, she is Carrie Von Erick's daughter.
2: Yes, I believe she you're is. right. Okay. I'm going to find that out right now as we're discussing that. Okay. I was, I
1: was, because I think there was like a couple occasions in which they said people said they were related, but some some were proven later on that they were not. So I was just want to make sure that this was. No, not they
3: are related, related. I believe.
1: They are related. Okay. Yes,
3: Lacey. Okay. I, I believe yes, so. Yes,
1: yes,
2: that's correct. She's the granddaughter of Fritz and is Carrie Star. That's correct. Yes, she's 28 years yes, old. Yes,
3: because that's that's Jeff's favorite woman. He that's, loves her. In fact, her birthday's tomorrow.
1: Oh, Lacey Von Erick's birthday is tomorrow. Yep, July 17, 1986. Okay. And she she made her pro debut
2: in September of '07. retired three years later in November of 2010. And the last we heard, in her personal life, uh, she runs her own advertising company.
1: Okay, okay.
2: The Texas Twister, also known as.
1: Right, so it's somehow, in in a sense, kind of an homage to her father, pretty much. Yes. I know he was known as the WWF, as Texas Tornado, but I mean, right. when he said the word twister, that I mean that you would have to think that would kind of follow along along with that. Uh, yeah,
2: Kerry uh, was known as the Texas Tornado and the Modern Day Warrior.
1: The Modern Day Warrior, that's right. Uh, of course, uh, uh, of course, Kerry Von Erich had a good, successful run in WWF, but uh, of course, I remember. Uh, I think he only won the Intercontinental Title. He didn't really hold it for very long. I don't think. Uh, no,
0: he
2: uh I'm looking right here. He substitute excuse me, substituted for Brutus Beefcake, defeated Mr. Perfect. After he became champion, he defended the title for three months and going a match against Ming on Saturday night's main event for losing the title back to Mr. Perfect. On the December fifteenth, my fourteenth birthday tape, November nineteen edition of Superstar K lost this match and the title to interference from Ted DiBiase. At Survivor Series in ninety, he also uh wrestled in a match with the Ultimate Warrior. In the Legion of Doom, but was eliminated by Mr. Perfect and his team in the match. His last appearance, though sadly enough, however, was in August of 1992 with the WWF as he started losing to Kamala. However, but he did team up also with Sergeant Sarge and Doug and Tito Santana against Colonel Mustafa, the Berserker, Skinner, and Hercules. And then, of course, he appeared at the Rumble '92. And was eliminated by Ric Flair, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. But uh, he also beat Ric Flair for that title in 1984 at Texas Stadium Hour and then lost it back in Japan to Ric Flair later right. on down the road.
1: Um, and talking about Kerry Von Eric, one of the most infamous matches that really sent out to me was the championship <sighs> unification match in AWA. Super Clash 3, 1988. 3. Yes. Right. Him, yes. Him and Jerry Lawler, AWA and WCCW headway titles were going to merge. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of interesting in itself pretty much. And I think to this I had heard many stories that, and J.D. may be able to back me up on this, uh, yes. that, that Kerry Von Erich believed for a while that he actually won it, even though the referee had called it due to excessive blood. Yes, Marty and, Miller
2: said there was blood in the eye, and uh, he gave him the match, however, and uh, he... Uh, Returned uh, to world class early the following year, and it was now under USWA name, the United States Wrestling Association. He teamed up with Jeff Jarrett. He won the Texas Heavyweight title uh, twice. He also feuded violently with Matt Bourne, aka Doink, who turned heel during a ringside interview. The two battle outside the support auditorium, however and uh, it also was during the thunderstorm, believe it or not. Manager, uh says here, Manager Percy Pringle also turned heel and began feuding with Kerry, and during the height of their angle, he then left the USWA world-class moniker and joined the WWE uh, uh, built as the tornado, leaving uh, the Von Erich tradition to Kevin Von Erich and his brother and Chris. Honorary Von Erich. gentleman, Chris Adams, then became the sport of Tony's main headliner for feuding with Pringle, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and his first wife, Jeannie Clark, World Class, excuse me, withdrew from USWA shortly thereafter, but without manager, carry manager, Gary Hart, and lack of TV revenues, World Class went under shortly thereafter.
1: And eventually Vince McMahon bought, bought uh, everything involving WCCW, pretty much. That's correct. And of course, that, that WCCW DVD it came out very interesting points of view. Triumph and Tragedy,
2: uh, a fantastic DVD. I mean, they interviewed Skinner, Akbar, uh, Michael, Jimmy Garvin, um who else did they interview? I'm thinking Buddy Jack Roberts, uh, Wild Bill yeah. Irwin, Bill Mercer. I mean, and they could have had a second DVD come out. I mean, the first, it was a good first DVD, don't get me wrong, they had some good matches on there, including Fritz Von Eric versus King Kong Bundy and Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams and the Von Ericks and the Freebirds and all that, but they could have added another two, one or two more DVDs of more WCCW moments because WCCW never got the credit it deserved, in my opinion, because, I mean, yeah, you had young guys like Billy Jack Haynes and Shawn Michaels and The Warrior and Percy Pringle and Rick Rude, but it was always about the Von Ericks. It was like, the road—it's like the Midnight Express, or no, the Horsemen in the Midnight Express. I'd say against, like, say Dusty Rhodes and like Magnum T and those guys are the road wars because that's what it was like when the Von Erichs and the, uh, um, i thinking of uh, the Freebirds would always getting because those were like big, big things on in the fall and winter on Friday and Saturday nights in October, November, December back in the '83, '84, '85 years, however, because you would draw crowds at Reunion Arena that were very big.
1: Certainly, I would I would agree. Uh, uh, and um, also, as I was said before, I think we say Kevin Von Erich is the only surviving brother. Yes, yes. Of the, uh, of the Von Erich family, okay. pretty much the ma- the patriarch now of the Von Erich family, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, but uh, uh, of course, like I mentioned before, during the homecoming back in 2005, uh, when all these legends came on the scene, uh, and Rob Conway kind of interrupted that 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 showing showing that disrespect and all I think Kevin Von Erich uh, uh, towards the middle that reintroduced the Von Erich claw, which is, I think, J.D., you would agree, is one of the most infamous finishing moves Oh, was, yes, uh,
2: no question about it. Uh, and when yes. Kevin came back, he brought his uh, boys, Ross, and I believe his other son, into TNA for a while, too, I remember. Yes, that was a few okay. years ago at Slam Slammiversary, if I remember.
1: Was any of his family, uh, any of Kevin's children Interested in pro wrestling at all? Did he Ross, think that, his, son, uh,
2: his son was, yes. I remember hearing that, yes. And I think he had another son that was very young. In fact, I'm pulling up Kevin's bio right now as we speak. Um, let's see here. He Yeah, here it is. Uh, last June, he escorted his son, uh, Ross and Marshall, to the Ring of Slam anniversary, and then applied the uh, Iron Claw and DJ uh, Z, a.k.a. Zima Ion, at the Bromance.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. And a uh, little more uh,
2: information, uh he yeah. uh has uh lives in Hawaii, that was in commercial real estate and owns rights Southwest Sports. Uh believe it or not, he was on ESPN a few months ago doing a very special piece about the Mon Air curse, if you will. That was very, very interesting. If you go back and watch it or if you can find it somewhere, I suggest you watch it. Uh they have four ch- him and his wife have four children. Valera, uh, and have seven grandchildren as well, not, So he's done very well with himself outside of wrestling. I mean, like I said, he made his pro debut in 76 and then finally retired in
1: 1995. Okay, so very interesting career for, of course, the sole survivor, I guess you can say, <laughs> yes. of the Von, Von, Von Erich family, Kevin Von Erich. Um, also, one thing in reference to what, what we've been also talking about with the deal with uh, – uh, the Undertaker uh, making an appearance at Battleground this Sunday. Also, you are talking about at Summerslam. Uh, also, I've seen this on another wrestling uh, Facebook wrestling group, and I think Jared, you might know this one all too well. Captain Dave's Wrestling Reporting.
2: Yes, I
1: know uh, Captain uh, Dave very well. Yes. Yes, Captain Dave. We're uh, another friend of WCWS, by the way. Uh, and, of course, I wouldn't mind having him come on here and speak his mind a couple of times, too. But that would be, that'd be interesting somewhere down the line. Uh, courtesy of Wrestling-Edge.com, uh, something about saying that The Undertaker and Sting is set to appear at SummerSlam. Uh, so apparently he. So apparently, this is, this is continuing to get... Uh, uh, I'm pulling up the story now.
2: Um, yeah, I'm looking at it now, too. Yeah,
1: WrestlingEdge.com is is the website. Uh, uh, WWE is reportedly looking to do a gigantic SummerSlam weekend. Sting was always scheduled to return at some point, but his plans for WrestleMania 32 are not known, except for the fact he will not be wrestling the Undertaker. Uh, Sting and Undertaker's appearance at SummerSlam is not going to be treated as a surprise. WWE will announce their appearances on the show well in advance. That's all right now they're saying at this point in time. Um uh, so uh that's what is that's what like that's what's gonna it's a small small snippet right now, but uh uh nonetheless it's like like we've said before, regardless of you know, you know, if Sting and Ed, Sting and Tag was ever going to meet at all in the WWE ring, at least it's it on one of WWE's premier pay per views, which of course Summerslam is indeed that alongside uh Uh, The Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and Survivor Series—I think—are the top four. Always been the top four. Um, So, regardless, I think everyone's going to get their wish. It's probably a little bit early, earlier than a lot of people anticipated, but still, a lot of folks are going to definitely get their wish that uh, uh, Sting and Undertaker are finally going to uh, are going to uh, finally meet up. Uh 724 444 7444 NWO Wolfpack on this evening. Uh, of course, like I said, J.D., Jerry D. Geramo, a friend of WCWS Revolution and the Wolfpack, as well as Mr. NWO, the man who will not make you go to sleep, GTS, Gerard T. Smith, and the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Uh, J.D., before we, before we uh, uh, wind it down this evening, any final wrestling thoughts at all whatsoever?
2: Uh, Not really, but as always, like I always say every time I'm on with you guys, I appreciate you having me on again tonight, and uh, tomorrow night should be another great night, and I thank you guys for having me on tonight, and hope you guys have a good rest of the evening.
1: Have a good rest, and J.D., thank you so much for your in-depth wrestling analysis, and we look forward to talking tomorrow night on our our Friday edition of The Revolution. All
2: right, thanks a
0: lot.
1: Good night. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night, J.D. Good night. Uh, Michelle, any uh, any uh, final wrestling thoughts you wanted to share with us tonight? Mm,
3: well, uh, I'm hoping that maybe on SmackDown tonight they find some more matches for Battleground because I really don't see Ryback fighting Sunday.
1: Okay, and they would so have the to thing. fill that void. Right. I mean, what I was actually thinking about too, and all with the fact that Ryback is. Injured and they were scheduled to have a triple threat. I mean would have been academic in my personal opinion, and I'm sure a lot to hear But I love to have heard JD's on I'll ask him to probably tomorrow night but uh Your per- personal thing do you think they could have done like a contenders t- match between big show and miss? Would that would, would that have been a pretty interesting match? Um um I mean, not
3: really, because I mean you know the big show would annihilate the Miz in like no time, but the Miz his thing is is that he's running his mouth to piss off the the undertaker, oh boy, um, the big show, sorry, right, um, to basically get under his skin to make him think that he's not gonna win yada yada yada, um, but right. if he's not gonna appear Sunday, they need to fill that void because. Well, it was scheduled, and it was for the IC title, and Ryback does hold that title. So right, my thing is, I mean. to me right now, it looks a little slim. The whole lineup looks a little slim.
1: Right, so you wouldn't so would think, in per your personal opinion, you don't think they would at least make, this, make a match between them two, which, like you said, you made a very interesting point, but make this a contender's match for the Intercontinental title.
3: I mean, it may happen. I, I don't know. It, it may happen. If it does, right. you know, I mean, the Miz is going to do everything he can to cheat.
1: Well, of course, obviously. I mean, even, uh, even of course, getting the Big Show counted out might be his best saving grace if that, in fact, does happen. Um, uh, Gerard, any final wrestling thoughts on the man?
4: Uh, no.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I'm, uh, but Gerard, but he has to, to do more. his
3: impersonation.
1: Uh, Gerard, yes, and also by the way, Gerard, excellent point, excellent analysis and points of view tonight on the Outsiders, man. We couldn't have done that definitely without you. So, um, so my man, I, I give you kudos for for the great great analysis and you know, all that. Especially, I know, I know, JD spoke pretty much most 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 about uh, about everything tonight, but but you actually. You know, being Mr. NWO as 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 they say. Uh, you know, you have definitely you know, definitely um uh, you definitely stepped out of that tonight, my no, man, and I had to give you a lot of kudos for that. Uh but uh, yeah, Michelle Michelle has made a request for you to do an impression. So <laughs> if you, if you didn't, uh 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 Michelle go ahead and tell him which one you want so that way he'll yeah He knows, he knows
3: which one
1: I, I want, want him to, want to, him to do. do. Okay, Gerard Gerard <laughs> Okay, here
3: we go.
4: <laughs> There you
1: go. All right.
0: Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> him
1: and JML. Him and him and J-Mail do the best Val Venus impressions I have ever heard in my my whole my whole life. Uh, hey, and hey, Michelle, we, uh, Michelle, Gerard, and JML can actually do like another tag team. They can call themselves the Val Venuses. Ooh. <laughs>
3: Oh, yeah, well, he is a canadian rated super rated r superstar
1: yes now, 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 Gerard, which one would be Val, which one would be Venus in your opinion?
3: I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I think Gerard would be Val,
1: and you think Chan would be the Venus, oh yeah well. <laughs> Michelle, what are you trying to say? No.
0: <laughs> no, I'm not trying
3: to say anything bad. I love both I of them. Know, them but, I, I, mean, know,
1: I know you do. I, I'm pulling your hand. Do, I, like
3: do, I do look good in a towel, I'm just saying.
1: Okay. <laughs> you got to bring the towel as well. Gerard's got to bring the towel too. There you go. Yeah, And also you got to do the same with the hands, man, when you're doing the rubbing of the chest like that. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Val. hey y'all I just thought of another good one. We brought up Val Venus, another fantasy match. Oh okay. I not believe it will. this is one I, I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but I've gotta men if, if we did I gotta mention it because it just came to me. Val Venus versus ravishing Rick Rude. Val Venus.
3: Val Venus.
4: Gerard I got another one. It'd be uh the uh, Val Venus. Versus RVD.
1: Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's a, that, oh. Oh, that that's everyone deserves a great big. Ooh.
0: Okay. Damn,
1: uh, Gerard. Gerard. <laughs> Gerard, well, you you made the match, man. Who do you think will pull it off?
4: Uh, but I'd have to stick with Val.
1: <laughs> do you think he'll whip the towel in RVD's face? Yeah. He would throw, throw it in his face. There you go. He would throw it in his face, yeah. Uh, Michelle, who do you think? Val Venus, RBD, who do you think would pull it off?
3: Damn, I don't know because I like them both, But uh, mm, I would have to say
1: Val. Um, I guess I I'll go ahead and stay on the bandwagon, too. I guess I'll have to go with Val as well on that. uh uh, uh, now Michelle kind of likes it. I mean, it's rubbing his chest too. By the way. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, Duh. Well, I, I mean, that was like, like, like Rick Rude did back in the day. You know, that he was trying to get the female, yeah. the, the females audience attention. So I mean, I mean, Rick Rude
3: I, did I, nothing for me.
1: Well, well, well see, you remember one incident that you know that he, that was one thing he always did the Rude Awakening thing. But the thing is, yeah. the one the most infamous moment of that everyone remembers when he hit on Jake Roberts' wife,
0: yeah. and you know what?
1: That started a big feud between Rick Rude and Jake Roberts. I mean, yeah, and, and of course, remember Summerslam and, and Gerard? You might remember this Summerslam '88, I believe, in New York, where uh, uh, Rick Rude wrestled the mm-hmm. Junkyard Dog. Rick Rude came out wearing tights with the Junkyard Dog on it, but in, in, whenever he had Junkyard Dog down. He climbed the ropes, pulled down his tights, and it was a picture of Jake Roberts' wife. that got Jake Roberts out there. I think he was doing that so that way he can get him get uh, get uh, um um it would cost JYD the match he would and Rick Rude would win the match. But uh but uh but of course just like you know, I think one other incident before when he tried to completely strip Rick Rude of of everything pretty much. I think there was one moment when he actually did that, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> that Jake Roberts actually just ripped the tights right off of Rick Rude, and Rick Rude wasn't wearing anything in the whole arena. He had to run to, to the back. <laughs> but, I but, got um, one. Go ahead. By all means.
3: Kurt Henning versus Finn Balor.
0: Ooh.
1: That, is, uh, that deserves another big. Ooh.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh well Michelle, uh and you made it. You oh. tell you tell us what do you think.
3: Well, as you all know, I'm a huge Kurt Henning and Finn Balor fan. So yeah. I'm stupid for making this match, basically.
1: No, 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 no. You made a great match. to no, continue.
0: Uh
3: let's See, I would have to – oh,
0: crap. I don't know. Oh, um, <laughs> I, I would.
3: I would have to say oh, Finn Balor.
0: Oh,
1: Damn. okay.
3: That really hurts. That really hurts saying that, too.
1: Well, uh, I can understand that. Like, so you're a fan of both, but you have to pick one. Uh, uh, Gerard, what do you think about, man? Kurt Hanning versus Finn Balor.
4: Ben.
1: Yeah.
2: Sticking with them,
1: uh, so, the, so the new school is making a step up tonight. Very good. Uh, oh gosh, that is a tough one. That is a toughie. Um, as much as the host does not want to do this, I'm going to have to just be the lone wolf here. I'm to, and Finn Balor has impressed me a great deal, especially of course back on July 4th, knowing he won NXT belt from Kevin Owens. A very tremendous match. Uh even got props from the likes of John Cena, which was pretty darn impressive in my opinion. But I but the thing is, as y'all everyone knows here in WCW I am an old school person. And I like the old school stuff. I mean Gerard, you've heard me talk about that many, many times. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad stupid Kurt Henning. Uh so I don't mind being the lone wolf thing. That's okay. That's fine. Um, but I mean, I mean, of course, well, I will love to hear Jeff's and Jay mails and Rhonda's thoughts, points of view on it. But hopefully, we'll have Rhonda back <laughs> on. You said Michelle, you said Rhonda may should be back on tomorrow night. Uh, I, hopefully, well, yes. I uh, didn't hear from Jeff. I guess Jeff had something else he had to do tonight. Uh, I, sure I
3: believe it. he was working.
1: Okay. All right uh um j m l of course said he wasn't gonna be- here all, here all week long i mean, of course, you said tonight he was at a what well, a, a, a food fighter's concert, so he was listening to some mm-hmm. music tonight so hey i mean so they I, I hope like said so he's uh he could still hear us and you know when he comes back next week <laughs> mm. uh, uh 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 did everyone tell him I got another one good? okay,
3: can okay. I do one more?
1: <laughs> yeah, you can, you can you can you can do one. We go over eleven o'clock here on the show. That's okay. You go ahead and do another, okay. please. The
3: please. The Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase. Sure. Versus <clears throat> Kevin
1: Owens. Interesting. Okay, Michelle, start it off. What do you think?
3: I'm gonna go with Ted DiBiase.
1: Okay, uh, Gerard, do I need to ask, even ask you this?
3: Well, I know what you're going to
4: think and say, and you're wrong on this one, because everybody Uh has a price, and so do I. The Million Dollar Man.
1: (laughs) So so Gerard is going against his Canadian brethren in this situation and is going old school and thinking that the Million Dollar Man, the original Ted DiBiase, I should say, uh, not his son, but the original, would dominate... Or get a win over KO in this case, in this case, uh, I would have to join the bandwagon on this one. I would have to say Million Dollar Man would would as well, um, of course. Be uh, and and now now in this case, folks, would would the Million Dollar Man have his belt with him in this case?
3: Absolutely.
1: Of course. Of course. That would have been interesting, though, in my opinion. If you, if that was would have been an actual championship. Even
0: mm-hmm. you know, I know
1: it. I know it wasn't. But it was just like a, it was just a, a gimmick that Ted DiBiase had, you know. You know, during the heyday and all that. And, and of course, it made several appearances out there today. But if you really think about it, you know, that would have been kind of cool if that was actually a actual belt that was, you know, defended and. You know, the likes of Virgil has ta- held it on to a Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, heck, even Jake Roberts had it in one of his bags with, of snakes. So, I mean, I even I, mean, I even remember that. So that was, by all means, tremendous. Okay. Uh,
3: I got one more. <clears throat>
1: okay, okay. I mean, okay, absolutely. Absolutely. Go ahead. The
3: Outsiders, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, versus oh, the Primetime
1: Players. Very interesting indeed. Uh, 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 we go once again old school versus new school in this case. Uh, Michelle, who do you think outsiders prime time players? Who do you think would pull it up?
3: The outsiders, hands down.
1: Uh, Gerard, uh, do, I do I need to do I need to ask at all? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Do I need to? <laughs> um i think i think we i think we might know what your answer is and we we'll, we we'll, would we'll be right- we'll, would abdee, 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 that's all folks um <laughs> would we be right in assuming what we know what your answer is
4: power bomb and outsider's edge
1: i think the answer to that is yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: and 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 uh, and of course, it'd be interesting. though, With the prime time players currently holding the WWE tag team titles, uh, the outsiders would possibly, you know, would be be cool if they once again became tag team champions. In this case, I'm gonna have to go with the outsiders on this one as well. Uh, uh, by all means, oh. Yeah. I just thought of another uh, one. I'm sorry. Oh no 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 no, Michelle, you're hey, you're all chock full of ideas tonight. So that's that's all right. <laughs> yeah.
3: They're all coming to me. Dean
0: Malenko versus
1: Ryback. Hmm. That is interesting. Uh, Gerard, let's start with you on this one. Okay. i got to hear this. Malenko and Ryback, who do you think will pull that off?
4: Oh, have to go with the Iceman on this one.
1: Certainly. Uh, Michelle, what do you think?
3: Dean Malenko.
1: Um... um not to take anything away from right back, of course, you know, given his situation right now with the knee. Uh, now, now Milenko, if he was still competing and heard about this, he would go for that in, a, in an instant. I think everyone would agree on that. Because uh, oh, as yeah. they say, they called him. Y'all remember his tights had the number 1,000 on the back of the tights one time. I that's, mean, that's right. A, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. I'll have to go to Malenko as well. Uh, um and Gerard, wasn't he, wasn't was Dean Malenko a second generation superstar?
0: Because uh, his
1: fa- his his father, of course, was a well-known wrestler for for a time. So he would be considered a second generation. Yes, he would. Okay, okay. I, I thought that was the case. Uh, uh once again, they had won one seven two four 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 seven four 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 NWA Wolfpack on this evening, as I still have. The Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, and Mr. NWO, GTS Gerard T. Smith. Uh, as we are right, we'll winding down this end, I just want to remind everyone, of course, tomorrow night's Revolution show, we will continue our wrestler profile series, and I'm still trying to uh, figure out who we'll do that profile on. Uh, but of course, uh, the big one Sunday at 7 o'clock right here on TalkShoot.com. Revolution will have a special pre- uh, preview show of Battleground 2015, where we will talk about the matches once again and give our insights, analysis, and points of view on every on everything. Uh, um, going back to I uh, was just now talking about on uh, on tomorrow night show, as we like to continue our wrestler profile series. Uh, Gerard, any other any ideas, old school or new school, for that we can talk about tomorrow night?
0: Uh.
4: Not off the top of my
1: head, no. Okay, Michelle, do you have any ideas? I say Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko. Well, we've been talking about that. Uh, okay. Well, that sounds good. Then we'll go back old school tomorrow night, and we will we will talk about uh, uh, the Iceman, Dean Malenko. Uh, definitely a great superstar. Uh, of course, it made his impact in. Uh, uh, I believe he was in. He wrestled some in. I think. In, I think he wrestled some in Mexico and Japan. I'm not sure. I think he did. Uh, but uh, of course, in ECW. Or we could do
3: Malenko and Benoit. Uh,
1: let's let's stick with just Malenko right now. Let's just stick uh, because. Benoit
3: um, uh, is a touchy subject with a lot of people.
1: Gerard, do you think that you would you agree that we would just stick with just Malenko and not bring up? Um, yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, just Malenko.
1: Just Malenko. Be just Malenko. Be fine. Uh, uh, because you know JML could pop up and pop on, and he could. Um, and, and Gerard, you know, you know as well as I do what JML would say if 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 that name was popped up on on here. Uh, yeah. So we'll just stick with Malenko with that for the time being. Uh, of course Malenko, made Mega Mark. Of course I will just give a brief point of view in ECW, WCW, uh, for a little while, WWE, of course, eventually right now he's working as an agent in WWE, I think, if I'm not mistaken. That's Um, right. That's right, so, uh, but still, he, uh, um, still, um, one of the last few times I ever saw him on TV was when, um, Ric Flair's farewell in 2008, he came out there and, uh, you know, give his support to, uh. Um, the Flair and all that. And I think out of all the guys that he, that Ric Flair thanked and hugged and all that. He hugged Malenko the hardest. Do you think it was because of the one thing that we already talked about? Of course, uh, it has to be. Obviously, I mean that was one reason. I felt, but that's just. We'll save that for another time. uh uh Like I said, tomorrow night our wrestler profile series will feature the man with. The man of a thousand holes, Dean Malenko, for Gerard. And he's Leo
4: too. And who? I said he's a Leo.
1: A Leo? Oh, okay. Okay. Leo, oh. Leo. <laughs> oh, I see. Oh. oh. There's no, there's no one, a
3: story behind that.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Well, 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 like I said, we'll, we'll we'll dive more into that tomorrow night then. So, for uh, J.D., Jared D. Gerolimo, uh the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dots, and, as always, and I do mean always, Mr., and, I, and, Gerard, I'm going to tweak this up a little bit for you. I think you'll love this a lot better. Mm-hmm. Mr. A- Mr. N.W.O. U.S. How's that sound? That that sound better, partner?
0: Yeah, sure.
1: Absolutely. uh uh, of course, one thing I've, I've always failed to mention about Gerardo, he is also a co-general manager of the NWUS group on Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash nwus for life which I actually put a link on on it, on our Wolfpack radio page earlier today. So hopefully we'll be able to get some more folks to join uh, pretty, pretty darn soon. So for the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds and Mr. NWUS Gerardo T. Smith, this is Mr. WCWUS Chad Henshaw. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us this evening uh, for this real good discussion on the Outsiders, plus other wrestling uh, breaking news and tidbits. And we'll join you tomorrow night on WCWS <laughs> w- Revolution, where, where we'll, of course, just do a brief preview of SmackDown and also our continue our wrestler profile series on the, on the Iceman, the Man of a Thousand Holds, Dean Malenko. And also, don't forget, 7 p.m. Sunday, Sunday night, uh, right before the Battleground pay-per-view, uh, WCWS Revolution will be pro, uh, will be doing a preview show of Battleground, talking about the matches. Uh, if any more has, of course, uh, uh, come to life. Uh, I'm sure Michelle will be definitely be watching out for that. Michelle you are both be watching out for that. And uh, of course, we will give our analyses. And uh, of course, you know, we'll be definitely watch, watch watching this very carefully as several bets were made. Uh, of course, during the week and all that, two of them, between <laughs> Michelle, one of them between Michelle and Gerard and two of them between Michelle and Rhonda. Uh, no, actually, actually it's I two leave. between Gerard
3: and
1: I. Oh, it's two between Gerard.
3: Okay.
1: okay. Right, I Gerard? Not... Yeah. Okay, so, so two of them between Gerard and Michelle, and then two of them between Rhonda and Michelle. So it's really interesting to see what what will be the eventual outcome of all these bets and all of this. So, but we'll dive more into that, like I said, between Friday night, uh, tomorrow night, and Sunday night. So for an NW World Pack, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us again, as always. One seven two four 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 seven four four four, and join us tomorrow night or for the Friday edition of the Revolution. Guys, we will talk to you uh, tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. So thanks so much for joining us, and we will see you in the ring. Take care, and God bless.
3: Good night. Good
0: night.
1: Good night.